You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back again, um, bounced out Mondays. I'm not going to pretend, I'm not going to try and, you know, pull wool over the eyes of the putter and the dribbler. Do I feel unwell? Yes. Have I eaten an inordinate amount of food today to try and fill some sort of emotional black hole that sits in my chest and in my mind? Yes, I have. Daddy's back in the bounced out corner. Thanks to BaggyCaps.com. Edward, how are you? I'm better than you, for once. Which is, I mean, part of me likes being bounced out because it's <laughs> it's it feels like an old pair of jeans. Yeah, it's a nice fit. But well, it's it's not necessarily a nice fit though, because it's like they're they they're you've had a lot of good times with these jeans, yeah. but they no longer fit comfortably. Not the next day. Not the next day. But you can wear them out. It's like putting town. on. It's like putting on jeans like after they've just been washed. Yes. Or impossible. It's the worst. Or someone has accidentally put them in the dryer. Mm. Can't get them on. Can't, and it's just like okay, these things are no longer a workable sort yeah. of clothing. Solution. And the night out is the dryer. Yeah. So they get tighter with with wear. Yeah. Uh, so that's sort of what mm. I guess what you're saying a a bounce out feels like. But good to see you back, mate. I good just, to see you back in a bounce out. I just forgot. Honestly, five months out out of the game. Long time. It's a long time to be be out of the game. Like you know, yeah, I did drink rum like two weeks ago, and I'm like, oh yeah, I hurt my back on the couch rum. That's no, that wasn't a bounce out. No, no, no. Not of the proportions with which I I, I sit with before you. You know. It's, well, there's something about starting at eleven thirty. Yeah. Is that when you had your uh, midday? Yeah, that something about starting then and carrying through with gusto. Yes, that's what constitutes yeah. about that's a, a, a Herculean yeah. effort. Going out for dinner at seven o'clock and having a few runs and being home at, at one. Uh, newsflash, punters and dribblers, that's not a bounce out. So if you've been selling that at the markets, yeah, I'm surprised if anyone's bought it no. because. You're in the wrong game, You're in the bro. wrong game. So look, a little context. It's probably important other than just starting this all about me being hungover. We had our big uh, sort of boys lunch on Saturday. Yeah. You may have seen some videos on Instagram of me and Eddie at stupid o'clock. Uh, well, actually... wasn't even it stupid o'clock. It was sometime in the sun was still I up. think it was like three o'clock. Yeah. Four o'clock, um, five o'clock, deal. So a big lunch and then into a big evening was wonderful. I forgot basically just like what the Monday's like. I think that's the main thing was that su- Sunday was bad, mm. but Sunday was like a hangover bounce out Sunday. It's the Monday that really, What'd you, you know. Did you go Kentucky? Yesterday, no, I didn't. I went Guzman Gomez. Nice. Guzman Gomez with their special uh, Chipotle chips. Okay. And that was after Steph made me, I did sleep on the couch again, punish dribblers <laughs> for safety for my child. Uh, but yeah, she made me uh, scrambled eggs, which, you know what? I actually probably ate them too early. Like, I think you need to wake up and sort of not touch anything but water for a little while before then you're like, okay, maybe I can eat. Mm. But I went straight into eggs with like feta and shit. And it was just far too hectic. Like, you too don't rich. Anything, you don't want anything too rich and Too bright. rich. Yeah. And too then I rich. went Guzman and the chips. You got to start with Guzman, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon you got to open bowl strong. Yeah, yeah. Guzman, need, Guzman needs to open the bowling. Yeah, he does need to open the bowling. I mean, yeah, scrambled eggs and feta can come in, yeah. bowl a few really tidy overs yeah, for exactly. you. Yeah, 100%. Just tie up an end. It can tie up an end, but you're not going to get strike bowling <laughs> out of the gates, quick wicket stuff. <laughs> not with scrambled eggs and no, feta. No, that's no, Guzman no. Gomez. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lightning quick. Spearhead your attack. <laughs> Lightning fast, at the chin, 150 clicks, green wicket. 
overcast skies. That's Guzman and Gomez. Spotlight every day of the week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hell of a day. Hell of a day. Um, and hell, look, not to toot our own horn, but hell of a video. Oh yeah, we uh, looked. Uh, we certainly the emergency press conference. We called, it was needed. It was absolutely needed. And to be honest. If we're able to make points that salient, that on the mark, and that sort of connecting with the wider audience mm. after an absolute NRL skinfall on a Saturday, mm. I mean, there's no telling, you know, what the broader appeal is if we just were not drunk. <laughs> Look, that's what we can deliver up. Just like at that. At a flash. At a flash. Do I remember doing it? Vaguely. Um, but... I remember you stumbling over and going, oi, oi. Emergency press conference. I'm like, where? And you're like, over there, over there. <laughs> where are we doing it? Over Just... by a bin. <laughs> <laughs> Look, some punters and dribblers theorise we may have been head deep in a Dalton. We weren't. We weren't in a Dalton. We were near a bin. We were just near a bin. I don't bin. know if that's better or worse, but look, it was effective. Yeah. Uh, scaredy cat Gil McLaughlin obviously shaking in his boots. Well, after that was the, it. that was it. All right, I think I was I was on the can, and I, you know everyone scrolls on their phone mm. mid can, and I saw Gil's trembling bottom lip <laughs> as he you know spoke to the media about the fact that his entire code is now stricken with coronavirus and state. At, well, the state absolutely. Victoria's full of coronavirus. AFL Essendon specifically full of coronavirus. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But that was obviously the, the catalyst for uh, the press conference. Eddie, away from the damage we did to ourselves uh, over the weekend, you are now the proud father of a little Rottweiler pup. Roddy's come home. Roddy's come home. Fast-tracked. Now, yeah, what- we weren't given reasons why, but if I was to read between the lines, Tom, and I like to from time to time, get the sense maybe the uh, the owners of... of well, his original breeders were a bit like, okay, we've had enough. I think wife had had a gut full of having 10 Roddy puppies in the, in the garage. He had, or they had, like another eight German Shepherd puppies born around the same time out right. the back room. He had like a... Did this look like a legitimate operation? It looked like a family operation. Yeah, of, of a bloke that loves his dogs, Tom. What does he like? Selling dogs. No, no, no. He's never bred them before. He just, just coincidence, uh, loves his dogs. But I got the sense that wife's doing a lot of the, the ground, like a lot the of leg, the day-to-day legwork yeah, yeah, stuff. Right. Hosing out the garage every morning. Which is stuff. filled with puppy yeah, shit Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up all night, you know, holding, caring for, loving puppies. Did the, did the puppy's mum, was she not there? She was there, but I think you've got to wean them off at a certain point. There is an element to that whole... I, I like having the puppy and bringing it home or a cat, whatever... Mm. But there is that separation oh, separation from, you know, yeah. mama dog or whatever that, that tugs at the heartstrings. Oh, it tugs. Oh, it tugs. So, obviously, big night Saturday. Went home to the pub. That was okay first night. Last night, we're trying to, like, crate train him, if that's the correct term. Like, What's his name first? Tonka. Tonka. After the Tonka. Because he, he looks like a Tonka truck. Right? Okay. So when we went to pick him, this motherfucker's running around just dominating, like rolling over the top of people, Tom. We, we got an alpha. This isn't a baby shaker, though. We're thinking no, 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 no. No, no he's, a, he's got a very sweet temperament. Okay. You know, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. already a mummy's boy, if I'm honest, like soft as butter. We'll have to address that. But 
not a bad bone in his body from my telling. Okay, cool. But you're a good judge of character. But he's a big boy. Yeah, right. Like he's got big fucking paws and he's twice the size of the others and he just rolls around. Okay. And, and so they call him Tonka and we'd wrestled with ideas. Like obviously the pun and the dribbler helped try to help out with names. I was always of the opinion, Tom, that I had to see the boy. And then you'd get a sense yeah. of what he was. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we've been sort of calling him Tonka because he's like a Tonka truck. And I'm like, love it. Love it. That is such a good name. Takes, and it takes it out of your hands. You don't have to sit here and think about it and worry, well, even though you were, but you know, well, you but it, but, it, but it felt right, Tom, yeah. more importantly. Tonka. So he's doing well, the big fella. He's doing well. Uh, fucking, he's up a bit though. He's up a bit. During get, the night? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. Like what? Why? Like crying and shit. Crying and shit. Does he sleep in bed with you? No, fuck, no, 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 no. Because, like, then then I've got to train him not to sleep in bed. You know what I mean? Like, it's you just got to rip the Band-Aid off and go, brah, you're sleeping in your crate. I'm sorry. In the room? In the room, okay, yeah, Okay, at least yeah. he's in the like, room. Like, you get him out to go to the toilet and shit during the night, but it's like when we closed the gate on him last night, because the first night we didn't, he was, he was not happy, Jan. No, right. Like, wailing and crying. And I was like, I can't, we can't do this all night, right? Live with Ella's parents, like... Can neighbors they and it? shit that, yeah they could that? hear it and this is like 10 at night and i'm like we'll give him 45 right and then what if he doesn't and then if he doesn't i don't know we'll have to reassess gets to about 40 minutes 10 like 10 40 and he stops miracles <laughs> kissed on the dick stuff don Beadman looking over me you know what i mean yeah. and so we could roll on so now he's good he's, he's all good. right now he's good because you do have to train these motherfuckers you if got you to don't i've got friends with dogs that aren't that trained Mate, one of, my, one of my best mates sleeps every single night with his two sausage dogs. And if they don't, if they don't sleep in the bed, <laughs> they cry all night at the door. Yeah. Like, that's what that's what you're up against. Yeah. And I've got a Roddy, bro, and we've already gone over how big and thick this, this boy, boy is. is yeah. Who do you reckon sleeping on the floor if he's like a if he's a bed dog? Well, it's you. Me. Yeah. And you've already got a Can't bad have back. That. I've got a bad back. I couldn't sleep on the floor, Tom. I wouldn't last long. No. The podcast would be over. I'd be in a fucking home. Well, we'd have to be doing it from beds. Yes. Beds at a retirement village. You know what? That's not the worst idea. I'd love a bed right now. Um, anyway, so he's doing well. Tonka. Tonka. Official dog of the podcast. Official dog of the podcast. Louie, obviously the f- official cat. Yeah. That's my cat, Louie. Yeah. Uh, and then Evie, the official, official baby kid. of the podcast. <laughs> and shout out to Dio Dave, who uh, bought me a bunch of gifts. Thank you again, Dave. That's very Who's sweet. also the official intern of the podcast. He's the official intern of the podcast and has an official Instagram, which is Dave. Uh, Dior.Dave. There you go. Where you find... Where you'd find some great content, you know, related to the podcast. And maybe if you stick around, you might get a bit of a peek at my face. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah, Punters and dribblers, I think that's a, a no-brainer. Dior.dave. But there's been a lot of dribblers Is, hankering for a slice of Dave's face. They want to see what he looks like. Dave of mysterious character. Yeah, international man of dribble. Is that, yeah, I think so. Is that about Dribbler right? mystery? I don't know. Listen. Look. This podcast, we don't know where it's going to go today. We do know it's going to go in one direction, though. We certainly know the initial direction is going to yeah, go Yeah, yeah. And it's maroon and white. <laughs> Merely peninsula rhetoric. Sorry about the burp. Let's get into it. <laughs> I didn't expect that. <laughs> Dude, I didn't. I, was, I didn't realize I was doing it until I was in the middle of it. All right, Manly. Sunday afternoon. Uh, 4 p.m. game, which is my personal favourite time well, of the round. Bathed in HD light, Eddie. Now, obviously, if we just take the first, uh, th- the first sort of uh, headline from the game, obviously famous, famous victory. 
anyone that watched the game, anyone that was commentating, analysing the game, all said the same thing. Possibly the greatest win of all time. Phil Gould said it was the toughest win he's ever seen. Des Hasler said it's the toughest win he's ever seen in a maroon and white jersey. If it's the toughest win he's ever seen in a maroon and white jersey, Des, I'd... I'd ask the next question, which is, well, what have you seen that's tougher than that, bruh? And that's no disrespect to Des. I trust the man with my life. But I'm just saying, yeah. just go the whole hog and say it's the toughest win you've ever seen. Well, he's been polite, but go the whole hog. Go yeah. the whole hog. Jake Trebojevic said his, most, his favorite win oh, all time. Oh, you mean Jake Trebojevic, who's like just bleeding from the mouth, and he's just played a full 80 minutes, and then just afterwards is nonchalantly laughing with yeah. Freddie, like, I'll play fullback next week. Freddie, don't worry, Freddie. I'm here for you, Freddie. Covered in blood, sweat, and grass. Yeah, literally had to go straight to get a blood transfusion because he just it was all gone. Too tough. Too much blood, too much sweat. Too, too much tough. Tears. Too tough. Too much ticker. Yeah. Tremendous. And so for those of you that don't know, within the first like minute of the game, Dylan Walker went down with a foot injury. Mid, mid foot injury, I believe it's called the Liz Frank something. Yeah. Dior that. Yeah, um, I'll deal that. Dior that, definitely. I'm not going to go into any more explanation. Uh, then about a minute later, the household name, Brad Parker, who we obviously are huge fans of here. Strong but as an ant. He, strong as an Well, yeah, strong as an ant and the bone and muscle density of a full-grown orangutan. Yes. Um, seemingly knocked out without being hit in the head, but then like... He, what, he hit his head on the ground and was like knocked out, knocked out. Like it wasn't like dazed. He was like knocked the fuck out. But when you saw it, you thought it was Soliola coming you through. You did. You did. And when you saw it was Soliola, you're like, oh my God, this must have been just like one of the biggest hits mm. to a man's head ever. But as it turned out, it was... Oh, you hate to see that when a player's falling away because they've slipped and there's a big, thick man running right at them and the and the knee's right there and the hip's right there and the head's prone and yeah. vulnerable. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. Hard to stomach. But Brad, look, I mean, you know, love goes out to Brad. He'll be yeah. fine. He'll, He'll be bounce fine. back. I think it was his 50th game. Playing, tri It's a good 50. It's a good 50. Brave, tough 50. But also, like, the improvement in his first 50 games from early, from a young, you know, a young orangutan slash ant hybrid. Uh, yeah, a young. To now, like, a, a mature mm. orangutan ant hybrid. An alpha. An alpha. Of his, of his clan, his pack. Yeah, it's been great to see, and we're very Is proud stratospheric rise too much, Tom? Probably. <laughs> Look, I wanted to try it on. I wanted to try Probably it on. Probably a little bit too much, but I mean, at the end of the day, Eddie, like you got it's to in that realm. It's certainly in the realm. It's yeah. in the same sort of universe. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, there's room to move. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, there's wiggle room for yeah. Brad. I think there's still there, his. He hasn't come close to his ceiling yet, which is good. Um, but unfortunately, did KO himself stiff. <laughs> Um, so congratulations to Brad. Brad. So Manly's two players down uh, within the first five minutes. Now, for those that don't, and Jake, and then after that, Jake Gajewski got absolutely pumped. And I, Jack Gajewski, yes. And I thought to myself, dear God, he's going to be gone he's too. He's going to be gone as well. That, it just, there was a feeling out there in the first ten minutes that, that suggested player. that maybe every Manly player, except for Jake and Curtis Sirenen are going to get injured yeah. here. And I say that because I can't see those two ever getting injured. Well, Curtis Sirenen always gets injured, so that's a weird thing for you to say. But Jake certainly... But in, t in the toughness stakes. Well, you know what? Yesterday, Curtis did not seem like he was going to get injured. That, you know I'll what I mean? That. Curtis was absolutely axing cunts, <laughs> forgive the language, and uh, was running real hard lines, making tackles. He did some huge stuff, Curtis. And I think Curtis, one of the more underrated players. If Curtis can stay on the park, Eddie... 
Is Curtis the most underrated player of 2020? I think he might be. I think that's not uh, hyperbole, at least in any sense of the word. Uh, but so, two players down. For those of you that don't understand the, uh, the what's it called, interchange hmm. chaos that two injured players out of the game in the first fucking two minutes does. It does a lot. It means a lot of players are playing a lot of minutes more than they were expecting. Hmm. And uh, you know we stuck we stuck solid. Tommy Turbo, obviously, you know the uh, one of the greatest players of all time, probably uh, scored a fantastic try. Do you know that he has been involved in either scoring 11. or setting up eleven of Manly's sixteen tries this season, which is fucking insane. But that just goes to point out how scat it is that he did his hammy again. Is since tw- since the beginning of twenty nineteen, as in the reemergence of Dez. Mm. Back to the club. Yeah. He has he's on the park, Manly wins 77% of the time. When he's not on the park, we win 40% of the time. Yeah. So Tommy looking at potentially six weeks out with a lower hamstring strain. Um we finished the game three players down and still beat the Raiders, who I mean, I don't know. Again, we've spoken about their their sort of lack of milk. I don't know. I don't really care at this stage about the Raiders. I couldn't care less. You know what? You came win. you came up against a team that was too too determined to win. Yeah, too tough. Too tough. Too physical. Too imposing. Too prepared to axe cunts. Yeah. As Tom so eloquently put exactly. it. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? And language apology. You know, well, apology. we obviously we apologize for the language, but it, an axing it was. And cunts they were. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to single someone out, Tom, and it's it's Campbelltown surface. Oh, f- mate! Six injuries in two games of football. That that's not good enough. They were playing on a carpet. You know when you when you have a carpet on a hardwood floor. Yeah. And like if you step on it the wrong way, you could pop an ACL and oh. just go into the kitchen like that. That's what it felt going like going for there. milk, Tom. The, the the grass was ripping up at like the hint mm. of you know anyone trying to change direction. The reason Brad Parker knocked himself out was because he just slipped over because mm. the carpet came out from under him. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Dylan Walker's foot like twisted. Oh, it was carpet related. It was carpet related. It was a carpet based Liz Frank injury, Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. A carpet burn? Yeah. (laughs) Tommy Turbo. Now, if you're trying to tell me that Tommy Turbo's hammy wasn't directly related to the to the to the surface of Campbelltown, then I'm not here. You don't you don't know your rugby league. It was purely carpet related. Rocks in your head, mate. Six injuries in two games of carpet. Based football. Yeah, and now the NRL's like, we're not playing anymore. Of course they're not playing there anymore. Move all the games to Brookvale and let's just be done with it. <laughs> let's be done with it. Let's move on. Um, but, yeah. but shame on you, Campbelltown, because, I mean, for a for a town or a city, if you want to call it that, that prides itself on its love for rugby league football, you would expect them to roll out something a little more up to rugby league NRL standard. Yeah, look, I don't want the wanna, carpet they roll down. I mate. don't want to completely, uh, you know, jump down the throat of the Campbelltown City Council, Eddie. Um, Six injuries in two in two games yes. makes me makes me want to. Though. No, absolutely, it's got me preparing to enter their throats. <laughs> uh, but apparently. Because I haven't been keeping uh, too close an eye on where every single game is played. I just turn on the TV, rugby leagues, and I watch it. A lot of the games being played there, and I think it's more about like 
Campbelltown, whatever it's called, Campbelltown Stadium, she's overworked. Mm. She's got a lot of footy being played on her, and I think it's hard to sort of... Like, imagine bouncing yourself out every single night of the week mm. or three times over a weekend. I guarantee you it's not getting as much traffic as bank, as uh, the new Bank West. Bank West would be playing more games of football 100%. Potentially. Potentially. I don't know. I don't know, Eddie, but... I Sounds know. like excuses, Well, mate. I just heard the commentators referencing the fact that this they were like this thing's had too much work and that's why it's playing like shit. Sure. I bet I'm still not prepared to give give out excuses no. at this point. Not when we've lost troops like we have. Seriously. Tom well. Tur- like Tommy Turbo's looking at what, six weeks? Dylan Walker, six weeks. He's the, still six weeks as That's well. what they're saying. The ant. I mean I think the ant will, the ant will probably back. be back, but he's embarrassed. Dude, he's well, he's the first ant that I've seen knocked out. So. I've ne- have you ever seen an ant slip over? No, oh, I haven't. I haven't seen an ant slip over. I've never seen one knocked out either, so no. it's embarrassing for the ant. <laughs> it's going to take him weeks to come back. He could be well, rattled. It's, uh, is it embarrassing for the ant, or does it just speak to the, the quality of the surface? Like, the first ant in history to slip over and knock itself out happens at Campbelltown Stadium. You're like, this is, this is a ridiculous set yeah. of circumstances that we're faced with to even have to... You know, go and go to, to see an ant go through that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I just want the ant to know that he shouldn't blame himself. No, it's not his fault. That's right. I mean, again, it's As, a once in a in a in an ant's life an occasion. Ant, once in the history of his species, it unfortunately has to be him that slips over and knocks himself out. But I mean, again, to the ant, and I speak to you directly, uh, the household name, the ant, the orangutan, Bradley Parker. Don't blame yourself, bro. Uh, it's definitely the surface. And, you know, as an ant, you just brush yourself off and you get back up and you and go And you again. go again and you do what's right for the club. Your queen, yeah. as it were. <laughs> uh, and it was also great to see friend of the show and snack of the competition, Ruben Garrick. Kick his lights, kick the kick, lights kick out? Kick the lights out, which is what we said. We said he was too good looking not to kick better than some of his early season form. And mm. he has shown that we know we're talking oh, about. It was, it was a kicking clinic, Tom. Yeah. To use an old rugby league term. Yes, clinic. Now, I don't know what tee he was using. That's an interesting point. Was he was he going with a Daryl Halligan? Was he a sharpshooter guy? Look, we'll probably have to get him on the podcast at some point and work that out. I'd like to. I'd love to do that. But I don't know if there was anything else in the Manly game that I should be touching on directly, Eddie, just other than the fact that, you know... No, I think we've covered it. Yeah. I think we've covered it. Uh, Obviously, Manly now an absolute threat to win its first premiership of the 2020 decade. Yeah, the next decade. I mean, we just... You know, Tommy will probably just be back for the GF. And we roll on. But... Um, um, Mate, what else took your eye? Well, listen, now you and I have been uh, effusive in our praise of the Tank Water Warriors. Spoke about them being our second favourite team, thanking them on behalf of the game for doing what's right and quarantining in Australia. Now, this is obviously, they, they, they did lose. They got pumped by South. Tank water. I don't know if uh, you know someone. One of the P's and D's hit us up and said that maybe we got the tracking code wrong and maybe it went to the wrong place. Look, I mean, that would be a Dior Dave fuck up if it did happen, and yeah. obviously we'll deal with that in well, due look, course. We'll, we'll we'll address that internally. Yes. Know that. Yeah. <laughs> know that it'll be addressed internally. What I do know is I have confirmation that the tank water arrived last week. Obviously, the big W off the back of that. Yeah. Now, if things have fallen apart from a logistical standpoint, Dave, in the last, you know, seven days, then yeah. I mean, you'll have to answer for that. Yeah. But I'm not going to say anything definitive on air, Tom. No, we're not going to rinse Dave publicly, at no. least not at this stage. But 
yeah, certainly the but tank, something's gone wrong. Something's gone wrong with the tank water. It could be the it could be the, the ratio of water to possum to gum leaf. We don't know. We obviously have to have our scientists uh, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> but off the back of of a tough loss, Tom. Off the back of a tough loss, which I'm prepared to blame on the fact that they weren't drinking the right stuff pre game. We'll blame Dave. Um, I'm probably yeah. <laughs> Is it too long a bow to say that Dave maybe? The reason Stephen Kearney sacked. <laughs> I, we might have to roll both double blame there. Dave could also be the indirect reason for Stephen Kearney being sacked. Is there a dumber fucking decision than sacking that guy? I couldn't believe what I was, what I was reading. It's, Someone, the mo- it's the most Warriors thing to do to sack him <laughs> in the middle of this pandemic season where the Warriors are like absolutely at sixes and sevens and they're all over in Australia, they're missing their family. It's like, let's try build some sort of camaraderie and team unity, just get through this season. Are you going to win the comp? No. No. But you were never going to win the comp. You've never won the comp. You've you've never won the comp. You barely make the finals. I mean... Let's just get through this season with you guys banding together. Let's get through the season as with us as still as a club in the competition. That's what's at stake. Yeah. We need to be here next year and the year after and into perpetuity. You know what I mean? This is like a reset year for us. We just need to be on the fucking park. That's why we're living out of bloody F1s on yeah. the motorway outside of Gosford, hating it, drinking fucking water with possum bloody piss in it. Like, fair income. This was never going to be an easy run. <laughs> no. This isn't easy on no. anyone. Families are overseas, haven't seen anyone. You're bunkered with some bloke you probably don't like. You may like him, but you're, you're, you off, him at, you're off him at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're up with diarrhea all night drinking yeah. that possum water. So... <laughs> For them to turn around and sack Stephen Kearney in in the club's time of need was disgraceful. And apparently, like, from the players, they're like, half of the reason that I've decided to leave New Zealand and do this is because of him. Yeah. Because he rallied the troops and it's like, it's all about... I just can't... I can't fathom how fucking... How, like, lacking in empathy... Like, you should almost not sack him out of respect for what he's trying to do this year as well. Like, oh, because he's lost a shitload of games. It's like, are you telling me that if you'd beaten South uh, on Friday night or whenever it was, that he'd still be in the in the job? But, mate, since we've come back, are they two and two or two wins, three losses? Like, it's not, it's not outrageous. No. It's not like they've got dominated in their games. Yeah, there's been some losses, but there's been some good wins. And yeah, they're not that good, but they're also playing under extreme duress. But they're not that, they weren't that good coming in. No. Like, I think they're overperforming. So, like, you may as well have fired him before the season started. Exactly basically. right. That's exactly right. If you were going to do it, you shouldn't have fucking put him through this shit. If you're going to sack him, you should have sacked him uh, week two. Yeah. Do you or know just, what I mean? Well, bro, there is no reasonable way to say that like sacking him was a good call in my mind now there is some yarn saying that he is uh that that the warriors are like that wayne bennett's even in the mix now. oh my god wayne bennett's name gets aligned with every club yeah looking apparently for a apparently from the the people that i hear talk about wayne who know what like who are in the around the game it's almost a tactic from Wayne to keep as many irons and as many fires as possible so that when it comes time to make a decision, he might have like a couple of contracts there ready to sign and he'll just fucking go for it. Like whichever one I'm getting the better deal. Someone told me a yarn does he, about Wayne. Does he around, play, play each Someone told me a yarn about Wayne. Uh, again, this is complete Dior and alleged this could be all bullshit, right? But... What I heard when he went back to the Broncos from the Knights, mm. 
that like he was literally he'd been faxed a contract from the Dragons to go back to to go back to the Dragons. He'd been faxed it, and they were like expecting the fax to be returned signed. <laughs> <laughs> he went and signed with the and Broncos. it just wasn't returned. And then the Broncos like someone like in the Broncos hit him up. It was like, but within like a fifteen minute window. Mate, because he's he well, there you go. He's got irons in the fire everywhere. He's he's been linked to St George. He's been linked to the Dogs. Yeah. Now he's been linked to the Warriors. Yeah, like good lord, do whatever you want. He's an operator. He's mate. probably better off to go to the Warriors, get out of Australia, pick up some, you know, like yeah. But I think his family, like, isn't his family? Some we... of the family members vulnerable. Like they've got. I don't think Wayne's uh, not to get to Men's Women's Weekly, but I feel like Wayne and his family aren't on speaking terms okay I don't know that but I know that Wayne you don't know that has taken a lover okay and from all reports that may not have you know been Gone looked down upon well. favourably yeah, yeah. by the yeah. wider Bennett family I'm right. not sure right. not for us to talk no 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 but it's just to put on the table it's just to put it out there that yeah. Wayne I think a little bit more free with his decision making mm. Mm. so Basically, back to Kearney. Now, who was the assistant coach? Todd Payton. Todd Payton. He was almost in tears. Yeah. Given that press conference being like, well, I don't know. I don't know where we turn, what we do. What do we do here? We've got to, I mean, it might sound dark, but we've got to move forward. Like, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do just have to move forward. The Warriors always been a bit of a basket case. They've, They've always been a complete shit show. Always been a complete shit show. I don't, and I like the Warriors. I always have. Mate, they were our second favourite team this season. One hundred percent. I don't know if they are now though. I don't know. I don't know if it's. Do you get around the boys? But then there's you still I get around, around the, the boys. But I just don't. You don't want to get around the club. No, because the club seemed like a bit of like beat a week. That's like it's that's a it's shit weak. decision. It's weak. Weak is piss. Yeah, I don't like it. No, no, no. Now. And it's, it felt to me like a king hit from behind. Yeah. Like, this wasn't set up at all. They weren't staring him in the face, being like, if you don't perform, you're no, he out. he got called. He just got a phone call. No, yeah, sorry, bro. Yeah, can... it's awful. And they've apparently been thinking about it for a while, but it's like, well, if you were thinking about it for a while, bro, then why did you make this bastard fucking come and do lockdown for like, you know... Live in Tamworth, then live in Gosford, and have to get these boys up constantly who have and... got fucking, you know... What's that syndrome where you live indoors? Like... Oh, like scurvy? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Like when you're living in like a, an enclosed space for too long. Anyway. Claustrophobia. Yeah, maybe. Sure. You know what I mean? Like or get agoraphobia. Where you're That's where you so go outside. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Richie. Surely they've got claustrophobia and agoraphobia. <laughs> they're all over the they fucking place. They hate being place. inside, but they're too scared imagine to go tra- Imagine training boys in that mindset. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's tough stuff. Difficult. So, fuck you, Warriors management. Yeah. Appalling. 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 Um, but also in saying that, was Steve Coney ever going to win a premiership with them? I would say that the safe money would be no. Sure. You know what? Signing him was a big call. But you, I'll say, in fairness, signing him was a big call because he hadn't done much. Well, mate, I think he was fucking saw Parramatta to the bottom of the table. (laughs) Ten wins from forty-two games at Para. So you know. I mean, signing him, and they've re-upped his contract recently. It's a very Warriors decision. I don't know, man. Mate, the thing, like, did I say this last week on the podcast about how NRL clubs just hand out these long contracts, and and yet most NRL 
coaches aren't safe. Like, look at how many are on the chopping block, potentially. Dean Pay, Mary McGregor, Anthony Seabold. Green. Kearney just got fa- so- sacked. Green at North Green Queensland. at North Queensland's fucking in deep shit. Yeah. Like, John Morris would be gone if the, if the Cronulla don't get their act together. Like, yeah. basically 80% of clubs are on fucking week-to-week yeah. payments, essentially. Yeah. Like, you can almost make an argument that that's how you get paid. But also what's ridiculous, though, is like, yeah, the, the coaches are all in danger, but it's also like uh, Seabold, right, who's under the pump, but he's signed for five years. That's and what it's I mean. in his favour. So they'll have to pay that whole fucking thing That's out. my point. Like, until you cement yourself as a fucking Des Hasler, a as a Trent Bet Robinson, as a Bellamy, signing these blokes to six-year contracts seems fucking like ludicrous ludicrous yeah but i mean it is it's but it's nrl like former nrl players Siebel has NRL had clubs. one good year in the nrl yeah one and he got a six-year deal and he had a great side like we talked about it last week hmm. and now he's lost every game pre-covid yeah. post-covid post-covid in deep shit not looking like getting a w no so i was reading the other day tom that apparently uh Anthony sat the boys down after the after the loss to Manly. Oh yeah, a tough loss as it were. It was a tough one. Apparently they had a uh, an honesty session. They all sat around and, and, and they, they were honestly were shit. And they were just they were really honest about about their yeah. predicament. Yeah, right. And it got me thinking: if you come out and lose, you know, twenty seven six or whatever it was to Newcastle, a good side, but it was whimper stuff. Yeah, you didn't do well. You didn't do well. What were you? What were you being honest about in the honesty session? It, or, or maybe it's just that like honesty doesn't mean shit in this situation. It's what not about ex- honesty. But what are you expected to be honest about? Well, I would imagine it would be like, oi, uh, if I am fucking, who's the one player that might be playing well in their side? Who's their new young winger? Xavier Coates. Xavier Coates. If I'm Xavier Coates. And I'm here and I'm bloody jumping like Falau and I'm running like GI and Tommy Turbo in open space. And then I see like my halves in Milford and, and Croft being absolutely piles of shit who can't set up a play. But I'd that's be what out I'm here going, oi, just being honest, right? I can be honest here. You guys fucking playing like shit. You suck. You suck. Oi, honestly, Seabold, like. Maybe you need to change some shit here. Wait, honestly. honestly, Darius, why didn't you retire last year? Wait, honestly, Darius, look, I mean, full respect for everything you've done in your career, but like, honestly, you aren't that good. Oi, Tavita Pangai Jr., why don't you play well every week? And why honestly, do you go missing? Yeah, but honestly, like, don't get suspended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that about? And like his tackle on the weekend uh, against who? Clemmer. Who did he lay out? Clemmer. He got his arm up, but like it was good, but it was close enough it to was not cl- being good. Yeah, yeah. It was exactly. It was a bee's dick from not being good. And it's like they had to slow down the frames yeah. to like whatever bit rate they were using for you to see his little arm flop up. And it there. was a great hit. I loved it. Fuck, it but good. if you're already on the edge, yeah, you should be just like chilling the fuck out when it comes to huge hits. Just mm. make the tackles. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, honestly, TPG, chill the fuck out. But, look, the honesty session at, up at Brisbane has done absolutely nothing. Well, so t- everyone's saying, like, the halves need to change. Joey literally looks like... Joey looks like he's about to cry after he calls a Brisbane game because he's like, they are just the shittest fucking side. Mm. And then he's Anthony saying, Milford's forgotten how to run the footy. Dude, so... He just ev- catches and passes. Everyone's calling for Milford to get dropped and then uh, bring Tom Dearden up. Where did Dearden go? He played. He was playing He's last playing all year. Right. Yeah, no, it's just they bought Brodie Croft. Oh, that's right. So, um, 
they were either going to drop Dearden or sorry uh, Milford or um, Croft. And the reason that they didn't pick Dearden or that he didn't pick Dearden, apparently I read today, is because the he hasn't played, he hasn't played enough. It's like, well, how the fuck's that going to work? It's like he hasn't played for the last ten weeks or something. It's like, well, so what do you? How does that work then? How's he going to ever play rugby league again? He can't. He may as well retire. <laughs> Poor old Tommy Dearden's going to have to hang up the boots because he hasn't played. Because he can't play footy. He can't play enough. He can't play anywhere. He can't get a game. Can't get a game. Can't get a run. <laughs> What's I mean, going to happen? Like, do you sit down and go, honestly, Sebes, like... That's the dumbest fucking excuse that's the I've stupid, heard. But also, where can I get my football from then? Is backyard footy going to cut it at yeah. this point? What happens here? Do I have to go and, like, play with a couple of the, 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 the players' kids in the in the car park? It, can I get a, Can I get together some old legends and we... Yeah, and we, what do we and do? I, and they come around to my backyard and we play good, hard, tough... Honest footy. You know, mid-90s Broncos footy? Yeah. Is that going to cut it, Is Sebes? that going to be enough for you? What do I do? What can I play on PlayStation? Yeah, get dust, my mind into dust it. Dust off Rugby League One and Two. Is that is that what you want? Shout out to those games on the old Xbox. Fantastic, terrific. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. That's tough. That's a tough one, right? Seabolt, honestly, I mean, where you at, brah? I don't know. Overthinking it, but also you're almost to the like Broncos stuck in a rut in your own mind. To the Broncos hierarchy, who signed him on a five-year contract with a sixth year in his favour, it's just like. Madness. That is, and then they, but they, they brush. Is that to, as bad as signing Ben Hunt to like a five-year, six million dollar contract? Probably. I think it's right up there, particularly when like Ben Hunt's clearly not a seven. Well, like Ben Hunt's probably a better player than. Se- well, Ben Hunt is a better player than Seabold as a coach. Put it this so way. It's put it this worse. way. It's actually worse because Hunt has played for Queensland and Australia and Australia. And Seabold, well. Seabold has done nothing. No, Seabold's played for fucking Dubbo Sims, mate. Do you know what I mean? In the in the equivalency stakes. Yes. He might have won group 10, group 11. Like, he's won a group comp. Yeah. He's won bush footy. That's he's, it. Yeah, he's a bush footy coach. He's a bush footy coach. And did pretty well out there. Hey, in fairness. In fairness to Sebes, bush footy probably though where he... That's where he, hey, that's where he belongs he's at got, this rate. Put it this way. He's got the head and the throat and the voice for bush footy. That throat is all bush footy. That's all bush footy. That's, that's a Marlboro, that's a Marlboro red yeah. throat. He's all throat. Seabold. All throat. He's all throat, and Bush Footy certainly a little bit more of a. Bush Footy's you know, all throat. Yeah, it's all throat in coaching yeah. for Bush Footy. Oh yeah. If yeah. You no, know, you're not. No one. The less throat, the better. Well, no one respects you in Bush Footy unless you got a throat like. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're croaking. Unless you're croaky. Because <laughs> in rugby league, in like in the big leagues, I need someone who's probably a little more articulate than Seebs. Well, they need or like audibly sort of. Well, they need to be professional. They need to present well, Tom. Yeah. In the NRL, it's the big leagues. Seebs mate. doesn't look bad, but he sounds horrible. Which means his presentation skills go down. I mean, I could... Evidence, by the way, he ran his honesty session. Well, don't you think, actually, just while we're on his throat, I couldn't stand to listen to more than a press conference. That's enough. It's, That's... No, it, yeah, you need, there needs to be a KO mini for Sebes' press conferences because I can't, I can't sit through a whole thing. No, you can't sit through a whole thing. It's, it's, whole un, it's unbearable. Yeah, it is unbearable. It's completely... Can you imagine that guy trying to coach you? No. I mean... Because the thing about bush footy, the less you say, the better. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. go out, go out, tackle hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Lead by go example. hard and win big. Take his fucking head off. Yeah. Bush footy. That's it. That's all you need. So, Have mate. a schooner after the game. Yeah. Longer at half time. Couple. That's where Seves belongs. That's where Seves Get him back to bush footy. Sign him for a six-year contract out there. Send him down to the yeah, ground. Yeah, send him down. I think that's probably better, uh, a better option at this point. Um... Anything else take your take your fancy, mate? Obviously, the Roosters 
looked pretty good. Roosters looking good. Parramatta, look, that was a good game. Parramatta still the most overrated team in the competition, even though they played well. Like they played well. Yeah. But they lost and they're overrated. I can't help that, right? Like there's nothing I can do about that other than just be honest. Yeah. With the audience, the punters and the dribblers. Tom, we wouldn't be on the air next week if they found out we're telling fibs. Exactly. Pies. Yeah. Lies. So Parramatta's still overrated, but geez, that was a good game. Mike Sivo running over James Tedesco. Tedesco was the stuff of rugby league ejaculation. Did you see that video House of Highlights put up? Um, where Tenny Zalesniak, who laying out Moylan into Sivo running over the top of Tedesco, and the Yanks are just eating it up with a spoon. Of course they are. But then did you also see that NFL player come out? Well, I know he was talking rugby, but still, I think he probably was saying league, and Rugby Union thought he was talking rugby. Who was that loser? He's a kicker. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, what? that guy's a loser. He's a oh, kicker. Really? He's a kicker. Kickers are such softies, mate. They don't even make tackles. Well, they're also not really respected in the NFL, unless you're an Australian former AFL kicker, where it's like, this guy's come from like another sport anyway kicking is the cruisiest job in professional planet. sport well maybe just on earth on earth mate you can go on and kick the ball and walk off and that's all you do you can win a ring yeah you can like if some kickers average like 30 minutes for entire seasons it's like, careers i would have thought season are you even on there for more than a minute Get 16 the ball, kick it walk six off well 16 games fucking five ten what six kicks a game you're on there for about you know yeah, okay 30 minutes? Yeah. That's fuck all. No, that is absolutely nothing. I just thought it could have even been less. 30 minutes over a career. But yeah, that loser, thinking that he could come around here and play footy, you're like, come on, bro. Bro. You don't even take You contact. know what? You know what? That's something a kicker would say. Yeah. Because they're trying to make themselves relevant. That's the disrespect a kicker would show because they've never had to really be physical in their life. Well, because they're, they're not like... Again, unless you're an AFL kicker, the kickers are generally losers that couldn't make it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Um, don't know how we got there. What I would like to say to, I mean, I don't even know who you're speaking to here, Fox Sports staff writers, can we allow Latrell Mitchell to just cry and not have to fucking answer for it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Poor bastard. After the game, obviously there's cameras in the sheds. That's all good. He's upset about something. Who fucking cares? In the sense of like, it's none of our business what he's upset about. And then everyone's like, Fox Sports just run these fucking articles for two days after the game about him crying. What's he crying about? Then Corey Parker comes out and he's like, Wayne should be telling us what he's crying about. It's like, Corey, you shut the fuck up, bro. Wayne shouldn't have to tell us anything. What if he's like, what if it was something super fucked up, Corey? And it's like, well, Wayne should have just come out and told us in the press conference. It's like, otherwise there's going to be media coverage. It's like... But that's the problem, Corey. Corey, go back to your playing days, mate. If yeah. you were crying about something and you were playing for Wayne, did he play under Wayne? Yeah, he yeah. played under Wayne. Apparently they all hated him. But imagine, like, what, would you have been stoked if Wayne went out in the media and just started fucking telling everyone why you're upset? I don't think so, no. bruh. And it's so like, don't come out now that you're retired and talk shit. And it's like, oh, well, the cameras are there. The cameras in the shed. It's like, yeah, cool. Look, if the cameras have got to be in the shed. That's fine. But I didn't hear anyone in the media being like, is he okay? Oh, is like it wasn't even asking if he was all right. It was just like, tell me why. Why is it? Why is he crying? What's it about? Speculate about what's that. It's like, if you saw someone crying, the first thing I would feel like doing mm. would be going, "Oh, you're right, man." Well, it's just it's more evidence of the fact that Fox Sports News, not Fox League, which has been good, but Fox News, just 
I'd have fucking throw Fox League. In yeah, but I mean, Fox Sports News, because they've become so clickbaity. Yes. Like, obviously, people click on articles about Luttrell. People love Luttrell. They love the narrative of him. So they just roll out these fucking articles day after day after day after day after day to get clicks yeah. and make and make money. That's it. It's all Very crap. Scat. Very scat behavior. Uh, but shout out to Luttrell. He fucking the Ram was up. Ram's up. Ram's Mate, up. the upgrade went well. He came to us during the week. We said, listen, we've got some people, you know, in the computer game. Yeah. Some people, some pretty nifty people, pretty ran smart people. Ran some diagnostic people. tests. We ran diagnostics. We did a full scope diagnostic <laughs> rundown. Um, and the numbers told a story. They look good. Well, there's, 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 no, there's no denying Well, it. they were bad before he came to us. Well, yeah, no, but since looking yeah. good. There's <laughs> no denying that since we, we told him he's got to upgrade the RAM, and yeah. he did so, that yes. is... Yes. Clearly upgraded his RAM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running a quad four processor now. Yeah. And, lo- and loving it. Loving it. And, and you can tell. It. Yeah. And you're still seeing these fuckers, especially on the P's and D's page, and I'm going to call out Kendrick motherfucking Hatton here, who just can't be satisfied with Trell doing well. Like, Trell's throwing four-man cutout passes to hit mm. the winger for a Delicious. And, and bloody Kendrick's like, it's not that good. I'm like, bruh, he just threw... A fucking perfect four-man cut. It's, like, it's against the Warriors. I'm like, the pass was the pass, though, dude. Fucking Victorians. Panthers beat the Storm. That was impressive. Titans lose to the Dragons in a beta bowl. And that's the same for the Tigers beating the Cows in a beta bowl. <laughs> the beta bowl. Couple every week. Did you um, see the Tigers-Cows game? No. No. So, you know, Tigers got 36-0 up in the first half. And then the second half was 20 nil to the Cowboys. That's as beta as it gets. Like what? That's a beta bowl. That's a beta bowl. That's what it's about. It's the whole point of the beta bowl where it's just like losers being losers playing fucking shit footy. Playing loser footy. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, but I think that might be rugby league. Eh? I think so. I think so. Obviously, all eyes turn to this weekend. Manly are taking on... Now it slipped my mind. Sharks. Sharks. Can you just take us through the round? We've fucking forgotten to do the checkies out tips the last few weeks. All right, so Panthers, Rabbitohs. Panthers. Panthers just beat the Storm. Yeah. yeah. Storm Warriors. Storm, Storm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Pains me to say yeah, it. Yeah, but look, that tank water doesn't look like it's being put to good yeah. use. No, it doesn't. I'm confident, but I'm a bit nervous. There's always that one game after you fire your coach, sometimes the clubs come out pumping. Yeah, it's so. true, but I just don't think these tank Where's water Where's it been boys, played? So it was a Melbourne home game, but because of the whole fucking AFL COVID thing, moved it's to now Sydney. moved to Congra, yeah. yeah. Fucking Melbourne just riddled. Anyway. Yeah, riddled. Look, I would... I mean, yeah, sometimes you can go, they'll play for their coach. Not but the I think that though. if you've got agoraphobia and claustrophobia and the, the, the stream of possum water has dried up, yeah. I don't see it going well. No. Nah. Yeah. Plus Storm coming off a loss. Storm coming off a loss. They yeah. don't usually lose two in a row. Mm. Roosters, Dragons. Roosters. Fuck. Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Good luck to. I was like, "Are you fucking?" Uh, no, dude. I'm just like the Roosters have had a dream start to this fucking. They look so good. They I look... hate. I hate saying. No, they look they fantastic. Look, they look fucking terrific. Because the thing is, I hate the Roosters, right, as a club. But I do have to acknowledge that their team is filled with players I like. So love their players, like. Kiri. Both the Morris boys playing. The Morris boys being there is are they, like... Is they, are they in career best form? They, they seem like they're in career best form. And they're just nice dudes. Twins is a novelty always in life. So that's a bit exciting. Two guys that look the same. Both throbbing. Angus Cry in front of the show. Angus playing a friend playing of the some show. of the best footy he's career ever played footy, on the edge. Missing a finger and tough as teak. Yeah, loving the edge. Boyd Corden is the captain of my state and my country, Eddie. Yeah. 
Tedesco's Flanagan's a growing fucking on animal. me. Flanagan's Flanagan's a young kid and he's doing the damn thing. Yeah, he's doing it. He's doing it. He's doing the damn thing. And Victor the Inflictor is Shout out to Vossi, my stepdad. One of my favorite players yeah. at the moment. Well, he's just an animal. He's an animal who loves the contest. Loves to just get rough. Loves and loves cutting piss after the game. Yeah, loves cutting piss and cutting dudes in half. And will bleed blue. Yeah. And does bleed blue. Will be bleeding blue this year, I'd yeah, say. I'd say. I'd say that that's Put him on the, the bench. For yeah, God's certainly sake. be. I think we've just got so many back rowers, so it's tough. But I get, yeah, Victor will be there, I would assume. Probably the biggest stockpile of back rowers in the history of Origin right now. Could be. Wales. Could be. Absolute. Uh, I don't know what what's a large amount of something. An absolute. Heard. Herd of back rowers, sure. We can. I mean, I'll go with it. I'm sure there's a better one, but herd. Plethora. Than, plethora. Sorry, Dave. Plethora of back rowers. A wealth. Yeah. Um, now, I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, we were, Brewster's winning. Brewster's winning. Yeah. Like, mate, put it this way. They will be such a handful if they keep playing this sort of footy deep into the end of October. Mm. Like, frighteningly scary. Yeah, and it's a shortened season. My only hope is that they're playing their best footy now. They're peaking. Peaking nice. too early. That'd be nice. I'd love if they were. I don't like the idea of a three-peat for the Roosters. Uh, like, that would really fuck me off. Because, mate, you, you'll never hear the fucking end of it. There's so only... many friends that support the, the Roosters. Yeah. I would never hear, hear the goddamn end of it. No. Do you know there's only one reason why I wouldn't hate a three-peat for the Roosters? And it's not actually about the Roosters. But the idea of Josh and Brett Morris winning a premiership together. Josh never won one. Well, won I was two. about to say, I like the idea of Josh getting one just in general. But the idea of them hugging it out... Hugging it out, you know, crying, loving, rolling days. around. Their old man slipped. Brett gets his third. Josh gets his first. It'd be nice. It'd be a nice, but but fuck him. I can't have it. But I no. Be the only no, no no that would be a nice moment. Yeah. But it's not. It's the juice isn't worth the squeeze. No, bro. not at all. And sorry to Josh, but it just isn't. No, it's not. It's not. Um, and also, Josh, I'm, you might even just jinx the side. You got, yeah, a, bit of, you exactly. got a bit of jinx about yeah, you, bro. Yeah, that, that your inability to win a pram. Sorry to say, you've been to a few GFs too. Has he been to two GFs? Yeah. Both with the dogs? Um, but yeah, so who are the Roosters playing? The Dragons are obviously going to beat the fuck out of the Dragons, but they are looking super hot at the moment, unfortunately, the Roosters. Hot to chop. Cowboys, Knights. 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 Broncos, Titans. I would... Oh... oh. I always want to put the Titans in just as well. Well, there'll be some value there, I reckon. Or maybe it's even because they both suck. Have you got odds? Oh, get it off. What day is it? Monday. The odds probably won't be out until the teams oh, are named. No, no. They, they got Broncos at $1.36 and Titans at three fifteen. On the Titans. We want to add some value here. Yeah. Titans for the win. Broncos. And also, we hate the Broncos. We hate the Broncos. Now, yeah, perfect. Who else? Eels Raiders. Ooh. Eels. Where is it? Eels home. Bankwest, uh, yeah. Be, yeah. I'd yeah, say it'll Bank be West. the Eels. Ricky Stewart's hair falling out uh, at an alarming rate. Well, if the, but if the Eels aren't as good as you think... That's true. Let's go milk. Gut full of milk. They want to bounce back. Bounce back with m milk. In yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go the milk. I've got, go got a funny feeling about it. Yep. Seagull sharks. Manly, don't ask again. 13 plus. 13 plus for value. 13 plus. And dogs, tigers. 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 Sorry, Dean Pay. I think you might be on your way Sorry, back Dino. to Dubbo. Disco Dean Pay. Uh, we'll 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 put you up in a room at the uh, the Dubbo. What's there? Is there a nice motel we can put him up in there? We have a Cattleman's, mate. Cattleman's. 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 
for one night though that's it and you got to check out by 10 so just make sure you got somewhere else to go but that's just to get you back on your feet <laughs> 10 don't ten. be a fucking minute late <laughs> we're not paying for a second day that'll come out of your pocket yeah and no mini bar that's no. out of your pocket as well <laughs> all mini bar out of your pocket and we've got you on a trundle. and we've got you <laughs> Quick shout out to friend of the show, Kurtley Beale, who's decided to completely abandon the sinking ship that is Australian rugby. Yep. And that's not to say how, he's abandoned how, them. He's already signed with like Racing 92, whatever they're called yeah. in the French rugby. And he just thought, you know what? Rather than go back and play out whatever this fucking stupid comp's going to be, I'm just going to chuff off now. Yeah. And a so, buy every three weeks. No thanks. Yeah. Or no. every two weeks even. So he's gone to France. Au revoir. See you later. See ya. Curly, congrats. Yeah, well, mate, congrats on a fucking stellar career. Obviously got the W with the Waratahs in 2000, whatever year that was, 14, And he can still be picked for the Waratahs if they... uh... Uh, And a terrific man, terrific human, terrific footy player. Friend of the show. Good luck over there, bruh. Got the fiancé. Yeah. New life. France is going to be lovely, dude. It'll suit you down to the ground, bruh. It'll suit you down to the ground. Wine, cheese. look, Look, just between you and me, Curly... I think it's a great decision. It's a great decision. I think it's a great decision. Surround yourself by winners. Yep. In a winning comp. It'd be a nice in a winning environment. Yeah, yeah. I think it's for the best. I think it's for the best. Probably better for the soul. Um, obviously, have to thank our good friends at baggycaps.com. They are back on board now. Have I sent out the baggy caps to the guys that ha- are owed them? No, I haven't yet. Now, does that have something to do with my general disposition? Maybe. Or is it just that we're being forgetful? A little bit of both. But the baggy caps are in. We've got a fresh batch. And they're looking good. They look terrific. Now, a reminder. Baggycaps.com. Dot au. Dot au. The go-to place for baggy caps. We've already had a couple of dribblers actually hit us up and be like... Just wanted to confirm it's baggycaps.com.au because I'm getting some baggies. And, and I'm like, yeah, bro. And I, just a reminder, the punter and the dribbler, you don't have to wear a baggy cap to cricket. Like, you can get a baggy cap for anything, for a Bucks. Yeah, for, for a podcast. For a podcast, for rugby league, for Oztag. Baggy caps. For a trip to the shops. Baggy caps are an institution in this country. That's and, right. You know, not everyone gets them because obviously they're earned. But you're able to create a lasting memento mm. through the procurement of a baggy cap from none other than baggycaps.com.au. That's right. They're our friends. They're your friends. They're the nation's friends. And they dress the head of the punter and the dribbler That's in the right. finest of Merino wools, Dior, uh, with baggy caps. So I say it again, Eddie. Baggycaps.com.au. They ship right across the brown land of Australia. AFL riddled with coronavirus. They've had to drop it down to two-minute quarters, Eddie. And it's all looking real tough for Gil. Gil constantly flushed in the face because he's mm. just so panicked and overwhelmed. It's because he's, he's a scaredy cat. These things catch up with you, Tom. So yeah. if you follow in St. Peter's footsteps, right, and try to be the alpha you're not, because you're a scaredy car. At some point, you try and act big with your big boots on and your yeah. big jeans on and your big boy clothes. Blow dry your hair. Yeah, yeah, and try and and try and fucking do the wall pull over the punter and the dribbler. Mm. It's going to catch up with you, mate, because you're not made of the right stuff. Yeah. And at the at the first hint, at the first glimmer of a bit of fucking trouble in the waters, falls to pieces. Yeah. Coronavirus infects the clubs, potentially the league. 
It's not there yet, but that's the way it's looking well, based on the numbers, figures we've seen. If the club has it, the league has it. That's exactly right. So, he, I mean, he's at sixes and sevens. He's all over the place. And it's shown because he doesn't have a blueprint because no one in the rugby league's got it, right? No. So he can't he can't watch what St. Peter did and do the exact same thing. He's got to come up with this himself. And that's where the trouble comes because in. Because you no can't copy his homework, cuz. And, and what it is as well is clearly the players don't respect him because... The guy that got it, whose name remains a mystery to me because <laughs> it's not I didn't go that deep. I don't think it's important. I don't think it's important. He plays for Essendon. And might be Irish, but he went to a house inspection, which is breaching protocol, and then he got COVID. If you the last thing you should be doing in Victoria as an AFL player is leaving the house. Mm. The, the whole state is riddled with it. They've gone back into restrictions. Yeah. We're here dancing through the streets and dancing. going to pubs and dancing. living our lives and bouncing ourselves out. Victorians. We were literally dancing on the weekend. We were dancing. We danced from pub to pub. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's we right. Danced. We danced. And in, you, in, in, uh, in Victoria, you can't even go to a house inspection. Now, they should have known that because the place is an absolute bin fire of coronavirus. It's mm. basically the Ruby Princess of states. Yeah, yeah. And the Wuhan, the of states. Wuhan of states. Well, Wuhan's the city. Well, exactly. But I mean, look, they said Bondi was the Wuhan of Australia. Nah, bruh, it's Victoria. Uh, last time I checked, there was like eight new infections in New South Wales. All of them come from overseas, all in quarantine. Yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how you get a handle on your situations after being the number one state for coronavirus off the bat. Let's seal the border. Yep. Let's just seal the border to yep. the south and mm -hmm. just carry on with our lives. Got a lot of America about them down there. Too big for their boots. A lot of bravado. Mm -hmm. And it's time to seal Hubris. them off. Cut them off from the greatest state in the world, yep. New South Wales, and see how they fare when they're on their bloody own. When they're on their knees. Yeah. Absolutely begging for some help. <laughs> and then what we'll do? Put the foot on the head while they're drowning. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking. Of course, we love them, but we <laughs> don't. You know what I mean? Uh, and we'll obviously just have to get the storm out of there. Uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get them out the under Albury the cover storm. of night. The Albury storm has a good ring it to it. It has a real nice ring to it. Got a lot of storms in Albury. Yep. A lot of storms. Yeah. Storm territory. Yeah, it's a storm town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, they didn't allow them there to train early on. It was that Tankwater town. No, that was Albury. Yeah. They didn't allow the storm in there, but obviously, you know... Uh, I think St. Peter Volandis can send some heavies down there to... I think he did. There's, we'd get a couple from Griffith and ship them across. Wouldn't yeah. be far. No. Wouldn't be far. No, no, no. Not he'd, have, he'd have plenty of connections down Griffith Way. 100%. Shitloads of them. That's mob town. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. So, Aubrey, if you haven't if you haven't conceded yet, uh, be very careful. Yeah, yeah. Watch... Uh, They're in the car. Yeah, that's it. There's <laughs> boys in the car. They're <laughs> on their boys, way. There's boys on their way. Look outside your window, Aubrey. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah, outside yeah. your window and yeah. see that car across the street. Yeah. 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 There's big, thick boys in it. Yeah, yeah. We're sending the storm to your town. Leather jackets. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Ice picks. Yeah. Um, so... Are they, have they got a We Love St. Peter Volandi's uh, bumper, bumper sticker? sticker on the back? Yeah, Peter 2020. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, so, yeah, the AFL in deep shit, basically. I don't know exactly even how they handle this. That's probably where I could have done some deal. Do they go to Do they go to thirty second quarters? Do they just, just re go thirty just second reduce quarters. the footy? So a two minute game, you're saying? Two minute game, reduce the footy in and out. I think short and sharp, about, right? As little, just win the bounce and and then game first over. to score, game over. That's probably not a bad idea for them because the quality of football so far has been shit anyway. And they'll trumpet their horn and go, look at the ratings. Because no one ever tells you that the AFL ratings fall off a cliff in the fourth quarter. No one ever tells you that because people turn it on and turn it off because it's crap. Yeah. 
you get that short, sharp footy, and you get two minutes. Two minutes of solid minutes rating. Of solid. That's solid rating. And go, yep, we got three million for four million viewers for our two minutes. Perfect. Bang. They love that shit. McLaughlin? I think it's McLaughlin. I actually forget his real name. I just no. think of him as Scaredy Cat. Scaredy Cat Gill. He'd SKJ. love that. He'd love that. Yeah. Take that to the board. Look at this. Look how well I'm doing. I think that's a no-brainer for the AFL play, to go to two-minute games. They could play the full season in an afternoon. Why not? Then it's all over. Who was premiers? And oh, then Gil can cares? just go, all right, thank God. I can now stop having a panic attack. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Get this thing pumped out in the next week and then go and live with corona for yeah. the rest of your days. Let's just deal with corona. Let's get this season out of the way. I think that's your only option. You've got to pump this thing out in a week. Yeah. That's all you got. And two minute two minute matches that'll get you there. Everything's about shortening the game these days. Twenty twenties, the hundred, whatever the fuck else they're doing in South Africa, like you, it's all about short, compact sport, right? Yep. Now, obviously, if you're a real sport and you respect the game, Test cricket, rugby league, things like that, you would never shorten the game because that's just disrespecting your forefathers, it's disrespecting the people that that started the game, it's disrespecting your fan base. Yeah. It's basically like a general sort of like like a dis, just disrespect all round, right? Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> the AFL obviously spineless, gutless, weak, scaredy cats. Uh, Gill as the figurehead of that, probably the first human alive to be living without a spine. Uh, don't know how he's doing it, but tape. <laughs> Taped up. He's he's taped up. Uh, he's just got like he's taped broomsticks to his back. So <laughs> giant paddle pop sticks. Yeah, he's a scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's go. Yeah, it's Hominetti and all those putters and fucking dribblers. It's Jack Bauer here calling in for a first time verbal dribble. Uh, I have previously written in once. It's pretty shit. It's given um, Eddie shit about the dog name. Still no result there. I see son. Would love to hear it. Um, that was, as I was giving advice last time to Eddie about dogs and names. Don't get a dog, Eddie. Okay. <laughs> um, I have a query that is really giving me a bit of grief. Uh, it is Wednesday, the 17th of June. The time out walking this fucking month. Um, I had a big piss up with my mates on Saturday, the 27th of June. I'm very, very excited about, very excited um, to the extent that I'm already having dreams and waking up in the middle of the night with ideas and chat to throw and all that sort of shit. Um, I had two mates who recently had babies, and this probably goes more towards Tom. Um, I don't want to come off as insensitive or, you know, uninformed about making these two blokes. And they know who they are. One of them is another listener, Rhys Jones. Um, I guess I'm specifically targeting you now in public forum, but um, how do I go about, you know, just softly, softly, encouraging them to come without coming off as one of those pricks that's like, oh, mate, you know, fuck your baby, you know, oh, mate, your wife would be right. You know, casting it back to the 60s is some sort of a dickhead like that. I just want them to come. Any tips on how to get them there would be greatly appreciated. Cheers, fellas. Cheers, Sam. Um, yeah, thanks for that one. I don't know if he's already been on his beer. Did he say he was going for beers on the 20th? Was that on the weekend? No, 26th this weekend. Oh, okay, this weekend yeah, coming. Yeah. Listen, what I would say is you got to give notice. So you got to give them time to let the missus know, to then like make sure that everyone's cool with it. You can't go springing shit, I don't think. Last minute, like I couldn't just go on a last minute bender mm. and be like to Steph, sorry, you're good to look after Evie. You're there. I'm out. I'm going to like, 
we yeah. had our lunch on the weekend and mm. she knew uh, like three or four weeks in advance. At least, yeah. I sent her the date. Yeah. I said, 22nd of June, I'm yeah. sleeping on the couch. Fail to prepare means you're prepared to fail. Tom. Yeah, and especially once you're a father, you've got responsibilities. Shout out to Evie Rose. I know you listen. Five months. What's the date today? 22nd. She's five months old tomorrow. Uh which isn't really a birthday, but in baby's time it is, you know? Like, I don't celebrate the months of my life, but when you're that young, five months... Well, it's a fifth of your life. It's a fifth of your whole life. Yeah. Which well, would seem like... It's 100% of her life, but the month is a fifth of her life. I get That's right. Saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, notice. As much notice as you can. That's all I'd say. I don't know if there's anything else I can really impart there, wisdom-wise. Obviously, maybe try and help them out, brainstorm ideas if they've got a bit of a ball like the missus. Look, I, I always think that sitting around a whiteboard with a couple of schooners and, and thrashing out ideas, yep. mind maps stuff, exactly. Tom. Exactly. It's the key to success. Yep. I mean, how many good ideas have been come up come up via a whiteboard, yep. via a mind map, via a schooner? That's it. Talking through workable solutions, things that are maybe some, you know, here's, a, here's the end goal. Mm. What needs to happen for me mm. to get there? So the goal is to go and have an absolute skinful yep. with my, my good friends. Yeah. Here are the hurdles, yeah. misses, child, mm. responsibilities. Yeah. Now, what are some th- what are some things around it? So, Ste- uh, for me, Steph, she's going to want notice. All right, we're, how far out are we now? Let's say we're fucking three weeks. Let's just give her notice, let her know. Mm. All right, uh, the child. Well, is she going to be looking after the baby all day by herself? Maybe, or does she need help? Does shipped she need in? help? Grandmas, mm. granddads, yeah. grandmas. Are, are they, they available? What are they doing? Check their yeah. schedules. Aunties, uncles, can they mm. come in and help? Cousins, cousins, sisters. The, the, the barista down the corner, what yeah. are they up to? Does, yeah, you know, mother's like, group. I mo- mean, it's all deadly. Everything you've got there. All right, next hurdle. Uh, can't come home shit-faced and get into bed. Let's make sure the couch mm. is fluffed. You don't have a couch. You get on the blow to your mate. Get the swag over. Dress that up before you get home. I'd be making the swag before, before you, leave. you leave. Exactly, because you want to try and minimise noise once you stumble into That's the exactly house. That's exactly right. You want to walk in and collapse. Have a midnight snack maybe already made. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, look, I mean, is it is it too much to say that you've got KFC ordered for the next day? It arrives. Can you do that sort of a yes, booking? Yes, you can. Okay, yes, well, you can. You a mate of mine, Tom Cameron, friend of the show, That's how he, that was his alarm for big <laughs> nights. He'd, his Uber Eats was the alarm. <laughs> And he used to live at that house in Paddington, the one that... Yeah, um, I lived there for a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know how he had, that, he had the bottom room? Good Hope room? Street. Yeah, he had that bottom street. room so you could access it from the street. Ah, uh, yes. And he'd just go, bring it downstairs and knock on the knock on the door and that's what would wake him oh, up. Oh, that is And they'd just hand in Kentucky or Macca's or whatever, whatever it, it was, and Whatever his flavour was. Go. And then he's up and he can attack the dark. Yeah. See, now what just happened there is essentially without the whiteboard and the beers, but that's what you should have done with your mate mm. if you haven't already. And to in future, if you want to bounce out with your, your your parental friends, do that. That's how you do it. You got to work it out. How can we make this thing? Also, maybe if it's like, what's what's the lunch for? Is it just the boys getting pissed? Because if it is, no. you need to go to who with no, a better no, excuse. No, no, you need to tack meaning onto that. Yes. You need to tack meaning onto that. If it, if if it, if you got to throw charity around, do it. We can throw charity there. If you're if you're raising money for good causes, yeah. which is still possible, exactly. I mean, if that means getting it over the line, then sure. But if you're saying it's a boy's piss-up, that's not going to fly, bro. No, you need a not. birthday in there. Is, you someone need some leaving? Sort of Is someone leaving town? They for might a... be. And even if they're not, they might have changed their mind. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? They might have coronavirus hits and they're no longer moving Needs overseas. to be weight to the yarn. Yeah. Weight to the yarn. It can't be a pithy surface. No, can't be pithy. Can't, can't be, be pithy. froth. No, 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 no. Froth won't fly. Nah. Nah. You need liquid on this bad boy. <laughs> Attach meaning, bro. <laughs> Come on. 
pretty simple. Um, all right, let's keep going. But not simple to some. No. Uh, this one is not short. <clears throat> G'day, boys. This is the Hitman here. Um, shout He's out back. to these. These. I, too. I'm running on dot points this week. Uh, I'm running on dot points oh, this dot week points because after popular. seven weeks of uh, silencing myself in quarantine, Muzzled himself. Uh, I want to prove that I can dribble coherently. Uh, without the 19 schooners I had last time I called in. Now, I'm starting with a movie weed, recommendation bro. this week for the P's and D's. Um, a sporting movie, but a rare sporting movie that has a bit of crime uh, mixed in with it. It's a subtitled French film. Um, <laughs> for the more cultured dribblers um, who sometimes enjoy watching movies that don't star Jason Statham. Um, we've got uh, yeah, a film called... Uh, Mercenary, uh, which is on Netflix, and it's basically about the black market of extorted French Polynesian Usos who get stitched <laughs> up into playing footy in rural France for peanuts. Um, and basically, one bloke has to team up with his fellow rugby mercenaries from Georgia and Russia to staunch the organised crime figures that have blackbirded him. Um, pretty much blackbirded him. Um, Anyway, probably a bit, a bit late in the uh, whole global pandemic to be re recommending sporting content, uh, considering <laughs> live matches are back on. But it's a good option for a bounce-out Sunday, like last week, when the only games of football are New Zealand Super Rugby Derbies, Super Rugby Derbies or, um, or Rugby League, um, which takes me to the next point. Um, Dragons and Cronulla, in my opinion, are the two most beta teams in the NRL, and I think I put it down to the fact that they're both on the wrong side of the Sydney Red Rooster line, which um, separates the boys from the men. Basically, you can <laughs> run a line diagonally through Sydney from Windsor, through Balcombe Hills, down to Hurstville, and that's as far east as you'll find any roadside Red Roosters. Um, it's almost a direct line, and it's almost directly related to the lack of rugby league talent found on the coastal side of the line. Uh, except for, like, you know, Victor Radley and a couple naughty boys from Redfern and Maroubra. Anyway, that brings me to my next point, uh, the last one. Given the appalling state of rugby union in Australia, um, it's clear that the only way I, in IMHO for the um, game to survive is to kind of go full T20, like disrespect its own legacy and go full big bash, shorter matches, <laughs> try lines that light up, uh, non-stop wolf, uh, non wolf mother, non-stop wolf mother between play, and uh, uh, yeah, basically that's, that's what I was thinking. Sevens, you know, Olympic sevens. Everyone loves that more than a fucking Super Rugby Grand Final. Now, this is where I think uh, the P's and the D's can step in. Given the amount of organisation and hard-earned cash that you've managed to put towards the now kind of hollow and unnecessary bulk order of butter menthols with Kelly Slater, I was thinking, what about the next um, the next big project? Uh, for the PDs is an official summit um, at a central kind of east coast location for some sort of sporting tourism type event. My, my pick would be Bind Bay Sevens because of um, it's the last bastion of, of dribbler rugby um, and a lot of leagueies play. Last year they had, I mean, from the Wallabies last year they had George Smith and ex-leaguey Lottie Takiri, as well as Jamie Lyon and Todd Carney. They've got a Singapore side playing. They've got a Brisbane Fiji side, so all the Fijians from Brisbane. And I've also got a Brisbane Sunnybank side, which I imagine looks a lot like the Brisbane Fiji side. 
So I reckon with the power of the P's and the D's and Eddie's love of Byron Bay, um, you could put together an all-star team. Um, so, so I think, you know, using um, WhatsApp groups and, and our brushes with Lane, we, we convince a team of ex-greats that we run into into the butchers, uh, run into the butchers or at the shops or at the servo, convince them to play for the Halo Sport official P's and D's rugby seven side and you get a few lucky kind of uh, punters on the bench and, you know, official Hello Sport jerseys. Look, I'm not being paid by these people to say anything, but enrolments are open uh, for teams to register <laughs> October 18 and 19. Um, good halfway point between everyone. Nilsa, the Nova Castro is not too far away. Those Northern dribblers are not too far away. Uh, just, just an idea. You know, Hello Sport enters the team in the blind seven to fill it with unfairly talented ex-players that we've signed up and uh, praying for no more community transmission. That's my thoughts anyway. Um, plus, Ballon Airport has flights from Melbourne each day. Um, if anyone wants to escape that shithole. And Perth. So it's like the G20 for Hello Sport. The G20, but the P, PD20. Anyway, that's it. You probably noticed a bit more structure this week. Dot points have worked out well. That's it from the Hitman. Shout out to Big Tasty. Shout out to the Tasty Boys. Shout out to Evie Rose. Shout out to Eddie going great gracefully. And most importantly, I'd like to shout out the St. Leonard's Knock Shop where Buzz Rothfield does his best work every Thursday afternoon to calm himself before the weekend fixes. Be soon. <laughs> the hitman lives. Oh, he lives and he, he breathes. Lives. Oh, he breathes. Oh, that was seven weeks of <sighs> saved up. Oh, pent up dribble. That was bent up dribble. It was terrific. It was fantastic. Uh, the Byron Bay Seven side. Look, I mean, if something like that were to come across our desk in more of a formal manner, you know, we'd absolutely love to do it. I, I we'd have to just look into the feasibility of it. Mm. Uh, but it certainly sounds like it'd be a hoot on on Hello Sport uh, community projects, Tom. Obviously, Kelly Slater, it's with us. Oh, Kelly's still with us. That's we almost. We almost did it on the weekend. That's how much yeah. it's with us. Yeah, yeah. Put it that way. So we were gonna, we were, we were fifty-fifty going to do it on Saturday. That's yeah. how close it is. We just don't. We don't want to jinx it. We basically stopped sharing gram shots from Kelly, like uh, screenshots of the yarns, because Kel, in you know, obviously he's a goat and he does what he wants when he wants. There's a lot. There's been like three or four times where it's almost happened and then something's come up, but like not not something's come up where it's like. He just doesn't want to do it because, like, he's Kelly Slater. If he wasn't going to do it, he just would fucking ignore us. Mm. He's like, oh, mate, I'm good. Yeah, we'll try to line something up. But it's always a little bit, you know, we've got to be ready to go, basically, whenever the fuck he's ready. Because mm. he's obviously Kelly Slater, the greatest surfer, one of the greatest athletes of all time. That's right. We've got the butter menthols, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. We've also worked out a way to have butter menthols and potentially uh, be able to donate some money to charity as well which is fantastic. Look, all will be revealed. All will be revealed. But just know that it's it's still happening. It's we still didn't, very We didn't much... take the money and run. No, we haven't. It's still sitting there. If you want to donate more, you can. But, I mean, we've reached a 1000 bucks, which was our goal. Yeah. Uh, so Kelly is en route there, Hitman, uh, when still remains to be seen. Now, what else did he talk about at the start? The KFC or the Red Rooster line? Hilarious. I'd be interested for a for a dribbler to maybe get onto some sort of Google Maps and just look sort like just give us a bit of a visual representation of that. I'm sure someone might be able to help out. Um, rugby union is fucked, 
and taking the AFL approach and going, you know, mm. two minute halves could be mm. could be a workable solution, Eddie. Yeah, I think so. I think. Well, I mean, it's basically what we touched on earlier. Mm. It's all in the same realm, isn't it? It is. But it's got me. Th- it has got me thinking, though. What he's ta- saying about the Byron Bay team, it just prompted something in my mind. We were throwing around the idea, you and I, about the potential for a Hello Sport pony or a, or a Hello Sport pooch. Yes. Now, when Kelly is in the bag, the goat's been wrangled. That may be our next passion project. Yeah. Leave it with us. An HSP pooch or pony. Pooch probably seems more feasible. I think a pooch. I think a pooch. Yeah. I think it's more tangible. I think it's more real. I think yeah. it's more us. Yes. Pony's a bit too hard to I think it's wrangle. more. I think it's more punter dribbler. Yeah. So leave it with us. But I think that the potential to jump onto a Halo Sport pooch yeah. owned by the punter and the dribbler, the dribbler is it's poetry. Yeah, I think that's sort of something that everyone can get behind. And then it's like, you know, a collective pooch of the podcast. Yeah. Podcast pooch. Po- podcast pooch. You know, we can name the pooch. We can, you know, we can pat the pooch. We can have fun with the pooch. Feed the pooch, have fun with the pooch. Dave, before we go on, <coughs> where are we at with the uh, the beep test? The beep test is ready to go, pretty much. That's so dope. We are doing a beep test. We've recorded a beep test. Hello, sport beep test. I think with that as well, once we get that beep test, like once we launch it, obviously, that we almost just say, this is where we're going to be doing the beep test on this day. Come along and beep with us. Yeah. Now, you don't have to come. I don't give a fuck if no one comes because that's where I'll be. I'll be beeping. Yeah, yeah. But I already know we've got some people interested in coming to beep with us. There's people that are interested to beep. People want to beep. Uh, beep brings people to the brings people together yeah now we'll leave you we'll let you know when that's happening obviously we'll be doing the hello sports certified beep test to be honest it's pretty similar to the original but better but better we've made it better in consultation with the wbto the world beep test organization and it has been ratified and clarified as an official beep test there There we go go. perfect one step ahead of the curve this kid yeah that's why he's on team that is we didn't even think of that yeah. He's fucking well, up. look, and it's, he makes a great point because otherwise we'll have that bloody beep test dribbler down our throats again. Yeah, who's going like, I'm running fucking, I'm doing it backwards upstairs. Mm. And you're like, no, dude, that's not how this works. That's right. So it's ratified. It's ratified. And we'll be doing it in the cooler months. So not yeah. too far away. We're not no. doing it in summer. No, no, we're not fucking sticklers for pain. I don't even think that's the right thing to say. Uh, let's go. Suckers for punishment was what I was trying to say. G'day, Tom and Eddie. Um... Punters and dribblers. Um, punters and dribblers, sorry. Um, Bro, where are you calling I just wanted to ring and tell you a, a, a story of um, reconciliation of, of two opposing forces uniting for the greater good of the great town of Molong. Um, unfortunately, with COVID-19 and everything that's going on at the moment, we've had a little bit of trouble... Um, with the, the, the league competition is struggling to get up and going um, just with the player costs and a few other things that happen out here in Bush Rugby League um, they just can't get the numbers together um, they can't get the money to pay a few of their players henceforth their competition has unfortunately for the, for the leagues in town it's been scrapped for the season um, the, the, the beautiful story of reconciliation and unification that I'm, I'm really wanted to, 
talk about was last night at training the um, um, the Molong Magpies. We're, we're struggling for numbers ourselves, just with a few boys. Try, just trying to get numbers in the middle of winter has been tough. Um, last night we had about six of the leagues, some of my good mates who who'd never ever play union in their life had circumstances not fuck their season. Um, and we're just about going to get the numbers together. And I tell you what, some of these leagues that are coming over to play for the Pies are red fucking hot. Just because <laughs> of that league toughness, it's going to come into the into the side and. You know what, I reckon the Pies are good for a fucking premiership this season, boys. Um, Up the Pies. So I just wanted to ring and, and say thanks to the mighty Molong Bulls. Um, up the mighty Molong Magpies. Um, it's going to be a fucking good season. Premiership stuff. Um, tank water being being brought in by the cockies out of town and the dirty townies in town. Um, yeah, it's, it's exciting stuff. It's really exciting stuff. Um, the, the coach after training last night said um, one very, very um, striking thing, and I, I just think it's it would bring the punters and the dribblers together as well if we, we all went by his mantra. And he said, listen, boys, I know there's a little leggies, there's a little rah-rah boys here tonight, but I just want you to think of this. It's not rugby, it's not league. We're playing fucking footy. And I just I just just loved it. Loved every fucking second of it. And um yeah, I, I think the the boys are in for a good season. Anyway, I know this has been like a really long dribble, but um go the boys, go the go the doggies, go the tars, and um go you fucking mighty wallabies. <laughs> the Molong dribbler, loved the it. The Molong dribbler calling from a bin. <laughs> Look, it was crackly It was crackly as it gets But the message, Eddie The message of unity Of coming together Not like these AFL gimps no, no, Who are no. all just turning on each other That's right This is rugby league And rugby union Coming together in the yep. in the proud town of Molong Yeah, a proud a, town A proud town To play some, some tough, hard footy at, yeah. the, at the famous Molong Oval One yeah. of the great ovals in in, in in New South Wales That's right in country, country. in country New South Wales Up there in, in bloody Tablelands land Terrific stuff. Yeah. Now, unfortunate for the Molong uh, Bulls, who I think was the rugby league team. Yeah, that is. But the Magpies are a famous and well-established country football bastion. Mm. And I'm happy to see the Bulls come over and merge with the Pies, the Bull Pies, if you will. I don't know. Look, the Bull um, Pies, sure. I mean, it, but it's, it's, it's tough times, mate. COVID mm. has made us recalibrate. Yeah. And to see two proud teams come together. Swallow their pride. That's right. Under one banner. Mm-hmm. And play country football, yeah. Tom. I mean, that's what it's all about. Is that the country version of Remember the Titans minus the racism? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. I think that's what it is. That's terrific. Good on you. I mean, if that doesn't warm the heart and boy the soul, nothing will. Nothing will. Uh, Tom and Eddie and all punters and dribblers. This is uh, the real Bankstown dribbler. And I'm calling to call out the bloke who called last week. He called himself the Bankstown Dribbler and didn't even mention Bankstown. How can you call yourself the Bankstown Dribbler and not even mention any of the great assets of Bankstown? We got Memorial Oval, Outer Memorial Oval. We got TC Brothers Kebabs. We got Yaguna. 
and other good shit too, like Harry <laughs> Lamb. Um, yeah, I've kind of lost track of this. This is my first time calling. Uh, what else do I have to say? I really hate Cronulla. They're a dog of a club. Um, and I just want to say that that wrestling uh, match, that wrestling list that got put out by the dot point dribble last week, that you need to add first bank sound dribbler against me, the real bank sound dribbler. And in a bloody steel cage match, that's what I want. No escape. True bank sound styles, you know? Like, there's going to be bricks, there's going to be sticks. There's going to be broken bones, there's going to be tears, there's going to be someone's mum there in the corner hitting him over the head with a wooden spoon. And yeah, good times. See you soon. Bye. I love the Battle of Bankstown with the bricks and sticks match. <laughs> the bricks and sticks. I didn't know I needed that in my life. No. But I sure as shit do. We definitely need a bricks and sticks match. The Bankstown Bowl, bricks and sticks. Love it. He's got, he's got a second dribble here. Well, he's a first-time dribbler. He is a first-time dribbler. Now, I do remember the Bankstown dribble last week. He was the one that was asking us about our favourite like Timmy Cahill mo- or like Socceroos moments and all that sort of shit. Just yeah. for some context for the punter and the dribbler maybe racking their brain to work out like me. What's going on here between these two warring Bankstown locals? But let's go back to, the well, the man who calls himself the real Bankstown dribbler, his second dribble. Yeah, hi, Tom and Eddie, hunters and dribblers. This is uh, the real Bankstown dribbler calling back. Just further to the original Bankstown dribbler. Mate, no one gives a rats about the Socceroos. Why are you calling talking about Tim Cahill? He hasn't been relevant since 2006. Like, I get he was a national hero, but not anymore. I mean, like, no one cares about that. We care about the dogs, you know? We care about doing green line bloody pub crawls. We care about... What else do we care about? We care about the blue and whites. I've already said that. But uh, we care about... Um, we care about... We care about Terry Lamb. That's what we care about. And, and we care about Belmore Sports Ground and trains. We love the trains. How many other stadiums have a train line going through their stadium. Where else are you going to see an S-set roll through? Nowhere. <laughs> Absolutely nowhere. Only at Belmore. Only in Canterbury Bankstown. That's why I am the real Bankstown dribbler, because I call it how it is. So, uh, fuck the shark. And uh, be soon. Yeah, the Belmore ground actually has a train that runs over the back of it, like a train track that runs over the back. I'm surprised they aren't called the Bank- Canterbury Bankstown trains, to be honest. The locomotives? Well, no, just the the, the Canterbury-Bankstown Rattler. <laughs> the Rattlers. That's a good name for a fo- footy side. It is. The Rattlers. I like that. Um, just a, a, a train covered in graffiti is the yeah, logo. Yeah, is the logo. I like it. Uh, all right, Bankstown Dribbler. Well, thanks for that one, bro. We'll throw to the... Well, I mean, if you, if you, I'd like him to, to come back. The the, the, yeah, Rib- the other yeah, Bankstown yeah. Dribbler. Yeah, I'd like that. I'd like that a lot. Boys, uh, can we... Uh start getting a fucking tracking number on the deliveries of tank water. Because where I'm fucking sitting, that tank sprung a leak. There was no possum to be had for the Warriors tonight. Fuck. That's Dave, brah. Look, we've, we've talked about it. If you want to hear the honest story, I thought against the Panthers this week, Storm could have used a bit of tank water, a bit of help. And I sent it their way. <laughs> Thought the Warriors could use a week without it. Clearly didn't go well for either side. No. The Storm, clearly too used to drinking the very finely filtered water of yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Correct, that Dave. Also might be the COVID-contaminated water, which maybe explains why they Absolute didn't get the Absolute bed shit all round. Storm the, uh, are on glacial stuff, usually. Yeah. They're on that Fiji water. Yeah, exactly right. Voss. Voss. 
look, you're young. You're young to this game. We'll we'll allow one mistake, but 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 hey, we make won't no be mistake. To. There's a there's a bullet in the chamber. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> Love you, Dad. G'day, Tom, Eddie, and Peace, and Dees. It's Kempy here, FNQ Dribbler. Uh, first time dribbler. As I'm sitting around with a couple of blokes with barely a good knee or shoulder between us, um, just want reminiscing about the good old glory days. No judgment. Tell us your best junior highlights glory days story. For me, it was back when I had the kickstand of a Wee 50 and I once scored a hat-trick and kicked all three goals because you could choose against those losers and we won by 50-odd. So, no judgment. What is your best glory days junior highlight story? 4X team. Go the cows. Now, Eddie, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I would assume you don't have any. From my junior football <laughs> days, running around with the Dubbo Roos, want to be a Wallaby, rather be a Roo. No, no, no. No, no, no. You're sadly mistaken, mate. Of course I do. What do you got? Apex Oval, pouring rain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the sort of rain where you have to go home, uh, you know, you'd have like gala days and you play a couple of different games of football. Yeah. Uh, and you'd have to go home at half time, like halfway through the day to to put your fucking jersey in the wash and dry it. Because it was that wet. It was that you know wet, what I mean? right. You know, driving rain. Driving rain. Torrential. Yeah. Yeah, then we come up against... I think we were the Checkers and they were the Blues. Come up against them in the final. Just soccer or rugby? Rugby. Yeah. Dubbo Roos. Yeah. Want to be a Wallaby. Rather be a Roo. Rather be a Roo. Um, mate, went over for a famous try in the corner. Look, did we get the Chockies that day? No, but just the hat trick in the driving range. Oh, you got tremendous. a hat trick? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were just saying you just got a try. No, 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 like, no. Wow, this doesn't exactly sound fun. No, no, no. That's one. Uh, what else? Fuck. No, look, that's all right. That's yeah. okay. Look, that's good. I just thought you were saying you you just scored an arbitrary try. No, 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 no. And I thought that hat trick in the final. That, oh, hat trick in the yeah. final. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now that's fucking Michael Robertson for Manly in two thousand eight yeah. sort of stuff. Mm. Famous, except yeah. that you didn't win driving it, rain. Unfortunately, driving rain. Uh, I had my very first game of footy ever. I scored three tries, so I was happy with that. But that was probably not like a famous moment. Probably, I think it was under fourteen, Eddie. Uh, and we were behind, scored a try. I didn't score the try. Someone, one of our teammates scored a try in the corner uh, on full time. We were down by two, so I had to hit the conversions for us to tie the match. Mm. On my bad side, 14-year-old, mm. like, you know, playing on a big field, young kid, and all the pressure on me, obviously, families watching. We're in Bathurst, I think we were going for the game. So we've had a long fucking journey up there. We've come a long way and, you know, it's all on me. My small shoulders. I mean, they were large for my age, but mm. like, you know, contextually in the world, the weight of the world, all that. Mm. And then obviously I just drill it from the fucking sideline straight over the black dot sort of stuff. Parents behind me yipping and yahoo and I'm getting... And I, you get the win. And we No, we drew. It was for the draw. <laughs> right. So... To save the match. Yeah. I've got one more. I've got one more. Under sixes. Fuck yeah. Uh, I would have been five if I was playing under sixes. But uh, really junior soccer stuff. But you played up an age because you were a class act. Uh, playing down at Lady Cutler's. Lady Cutler Famous Ovals. Oval. Famous Ovals in Dubbo, the Lady Cutler Ovals. Um, we'd gone winless and then scoreless the entire season. It was a, it was a real eye-opener to the, you know, the rigours yeah, of, of organised sport. Top time. flight footy. 
well, organised sport. My first time pulling on the jersey and, and donning the shin pads. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which would have gone above my knees. Yeah. Final game, uh, space emerges. Um, I've got the ball at my feet. Oh, fuck, yeah. Uh, do I dribble through the whole team and score a famous goal? You Not, take on the team. Take on the team. Get the get a, a goal in the last game of the season. So we didn't win, but we still got a, we scored a goal. You scored a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking fantastic. Was I in the paper? Yes. Oh, love that. Now, see, I've got one that is actually the complete opposite of what we're talking about here, which is not a success. In fact, it's probably my darkest sporting moment. And I was 10 years old, again, uh, playing in a very good barrel, uh, whatever we were, under 10s, soccer side. You know, we're up against all the, the, the usual suspects. Yerimbal were very good that year. Hilltop, fucking formidable. And, but we were the shit. We had a couple of real good kids. I was a defender. I remember some kid called Robert, another kid called Tim, our strikers. They were as bad as you get. And I mean, in a good way, bad. Animals. We get all the way to the big dance, the grand final, undefeated season beckons if we're to win this match. I... Uh, in the first half, I believe, the, the, um, you know, in, I'm defending, I'm ready to rock, and they're coming towards us. The ball has been kicked down to our end, and it's bouncing towards me, and I'm just going to try and hoik it back, like piss it off. And I've mistimed my kick. Oh, no. And it's, it's hit my shin. So not just mistimed it, I've fucked it completely. And it's hit my shin and spun back behind me and because of the angle that I've hit it on, it's like spinning like Tiger Woods is trying to chip it and make it. So it's it's moving and it lands and this absolute dunce of a goalkeeper who I actually can't blame. Uh, it spins past him and I score an own goal and we lose 1-0. <laughs> and I was in tears, bro. <laughs> I was inconsolable. Of course you were. Of course you were. Fuck, there was some there was some tough days back then, wasn't Bro, there? That there was, was some tough days. No amount of fucking mackers or whatever was going to cheer me up no, after no, that. No, no, no. It doesn't matter if your old man said you played well up to that point. No, oh, great season up till then. Doesn't matter if you got a Fuck large quarter that. pounder meal. Doesn't matter. No, Means nothing. Nothing. Counts for nothing. It counts for absolutely nothing. And that still haunts me at 31, 21 <laughs> years later. That is still crystallised in my mind. <sighs> Oh, God. Anyway, thanks for fucking making me relive that. Hilarious. FNQ dribbler. <laughs> Junior sport memories are so funny, bro. bro. And as you start spinning them, you can't, you start, you just, they more. start coming back yeah, to you. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck, I forgot that. I forgot that. I forgot that. This guy's got a double dribble here. Hey, good day, boys. Can't be again, again. Um, FNQ dribbler. Um, follow up dribble, because it wouldn't be first time without it. Uh, just to brush it with lame, I once ran into the one true car seat headrest Brent Tate at my local cotton on store, but didn't quite have the canatus to say good day to him as I was buying a men's small denim jacket at the time. Anyway, beer soon. That's a small, men's small. Yeah. Brent Tate, cotton on. You're a Queenslander. That would have been tough. Brent's not buying a small. No, Brent's not. But also, Brent's, you know, Brent's a, a, a legend up in those parts. Oh, yeah. He sees you. You see him. I'd be nervous. Well, I, not me, though, because I don't care about it. But, like... Oh, I can see how you would be. I can see how that would overwhelm even the... Uh, 
you know, the, the ballsiest of FNQ dribblers. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, me. fellas, it's Ghosty here. G'day to all the punters and the dribblers. Uh, this actually isn't my first dribble because I'm the long-lost fourth member of the illustrious Tasty Boys. Tom and Eddie, you guys obviously have never listened to Big Tasty's Big Dribble one time through, and fair enough, but my dribble got lost in amongst the 25 dribbles left that on that infamous night. Somehow oh, my semi-canyon dribble about Sean Berrigan being the greatest utility of all time got attributed to fumes, but no worries, say so Levy. And whilst I'm on the subject of Sean Berrigan, I forgot to mention that that man won a Clive Churchill medal to go along with multiple premierships and Origin Series wins. And by my recollection, Kirk Gidley had never won the pieces of were in his life. Anyway, that's not the reason of my call. Um, big tasty guava lava fumes and my European holiday got canned this year because of COVID. So we're rescheduling for next year. And I was wondering if the London Curry Club would take any international members or guests. If it helps, we could start a Brisbane Curry Club and we could offer each other formal reciprocal rights. I, like I know that. a few places around my old summer again and shortish and London that I'd love to share with the LCC. And Big Tasty would offer would love to offer his, his time and knowledge into taking the minutes of the LCC. And lastly, a big shout-out to all my boys in London, Leon and Conrad. I can't wait to have some pure blind garantees with you soon. Anyway, boys, cheers, boys, from Ghosty. Tasty boys forever. Big boys. So Ghosty's the mysterious fourth member of the Tasty Boys. Four members. Well, see, is is Ghosty like when, you know, like apparently Destiny's Child used to have a fourth member, but then it was like, listen, we've got we've got everyone we need here. Yes. So is Ghosty... Because no one else from the fucking Tasty Boys caught up and was like, you forgot about our boy Ghosty. They, they were more than happy to just take the credit for all of those dribbles and leave Ghosty out. Yeah. So, I mean, look, it's good to know that Ghosty exists, but maybe, you know, his name actually speaks more about the way they see him as a ghost. It's essentially like, yeah, listen, you're part of the Tasty Boys, I guess. <laughs> sort of. You're more of a, you're more of a, a substitute fill-in, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's fine. But look, that's fine. Oh, it's good to know the Tasty Boys, like, it's, it's also like, you know, when you discover some sort of uh, like species you didn't know existed it was right under your nose the whole time it's like oh we discovered a new type of frog in fucking Indonesia you know, Indonesia and you're yeah. like oh shit mm. it's the ghosty yeah that's you shout out to the tasty boys can though, you imagine obviously. the fucking tasty boys on a tear in Europe next year good luck to whoever hangs in you know, I'll, be, I'll be in Europe next year well there you go maybe you can all go to the London Curry Club maybe mate. we can because I was going to go anyway to the, Lon to the London Curry Club? Yeah, yeah. Get along there? Yeah, yeah. Mate, I'd hang out with the Tasty Boys. Of course you would. Why wouldn't I? Well, they're a famous... You know, they're now a... They're an institution, They're an institution. Tom. You know, friends of the show. Fucking hell, we could have some fun, boys. What do you reckon? Maybe I'll look you up, the Tasty Boys. Shout out to the London Curry Club. Let us know if uh, reciprocal rights with the Brisbane Curry Club something you could be interested well, in. Well, I think, I think before reciprocal rights can be offered... The Tasty Boys need to start the Brisbane London, the Brisbane, the Brisbane Curry chapter. Yes, you can't just promise reciprocal rights on something that doesn't exist. Well, exactly right, because then you're signing your life away, aren't you, Tom? Yeah, exactly. To a dream. Hey boys, just want to give a shout out to the punters and the dribblers. 
just watched a pretty pathetic uh, Warriors performance. Just thinking you haven't put any, as many possums in the Bushman's tank water taps as you should be. Um, I think next time we should think of the ratios before we put them out there, but um, just a, a bit of Fuck food for thought. So uh, much rhetoric around us. Sometimes I just catch myself looking at what I'm doing and it just takes my breath away. You're right, though. There wasn't enough possums in that water. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. The ratios were all wrong. The ratios were all wrong. The possums, they're just, you know, we need more dead possum in that water. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. A few more to go here. Hi, uh, Tom. Eddie, uh, punters, dribblers. Uh, that's a real beta uh, voicemail message you've got there, Tom and Eddie. But uh, I just wanted to say I'm a beta too. Oh, I uh, follow Jesus, AFL. That's true. And uh, what a beta sport we've got that they go 16-minute quarters and they go, yeah, yeah, that's uh, an acceptable level of footy. I mean, fuck me dead. You watch AFL and the rugby league um, side by side at the pub. And you go, oh, yeah, we are um, close to beta. But uh, I'll leave that to the punters and the dribblers to decide. But um, first-time dribbler orally, uh, not first-time dribbler in text form, but uh, might double dribble later tonight. Talk to you later. Hope not. I don't know what he was calling about. No. He he called up, he, he insulted us, and then delivered one of the shittest dribbles of modern times. Punters, dribblers, Tom, and Eddie. Shit punter here. Look, Doc Point Dribbler called me out for a wrestling match. Uh, I'm in. I, I grew up in Blacktown, Dot Point, so no stranger to being hit by and hitting others with a chair. Uh, would be honoured to be on what looks like a mouth-watering undercard, and will be good to meet the other dribblers and have a bit of a throw. Uh, I'll be punting on it too. Might back you dot point and tank, who knows. <laughs> if we're going to spitball some ideas, you, know, you may want to think about a series of pornos. I can see us comfortably filling a series called uh, Big Tasty Volumes 1 to 6, Dribblets, hit me up if you're keen. We need some of you in there, of course. It's going to be a bit weird otherwise. I'd love to see uh, Cum Dog in action, not to mention the, the Sleep Dribbler, uh, Dior Dave, Key Grip, Dolly Grip, and Best Boy. Look, I don't agree with Singapore Slinger, Rudy's love of Matt Nabel and those intros. I, I don't really like them. They, they actually put me off, but I think you could get him to do the intro or narrate the intro to the porno right i think there's a bit of potential there and what about this bloke guava lover let's see how much he really loved them and what he can do with them look that's all i got ladies and gentlemen give you some thought thanks for hearing me out uh for further info hit me up on twitter at shit underscore punner and look i read this off dot points get a red hairy dog up yeah Dot Point's taking over the dribbler hotline. Yeah, they are. Dot Point dribbler doesn't realise, like, sort of how, culturally how big he is. He's like the Steph Curry of 
of dribblers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Before Steph came along, three-pointers weren't yeah. really no, vibe. No, exactly. Dot points weren't a thing before the yeah. dot point dribbler. That's right. And now it's almost the only way to get through a dribble. Boys, boys, boys. It's the one and only the Bansian dribbler is back. And he is fucking amazed at your answers, boys. Honest to God, molto bene. Molto bene. All three it's questions answered basic. perfectly. I digress, boys. Boys, I've been called out on the punters and dribblers Facebook page. My day has finally come. Firstly, to Keith, mate, someone's got to change your bib because, bro, you're dribbling way too much, brother. Way too much for your own good. Fucking hell, you think you're the real Bankstown dribbler? Bro, you're the beta Bankstown dribbler, first and foremost. Secondly, bro, your name's Keith. How are you from fucking Bankstown, bro? No chance. <laughs> Absolutely no chance you're from Bankstown. And, bro, thirdly, TC Kebabs? Please, bro, please. I was so 2008, it's not even funny. All right, boys, I digress. If this one's calling me out for the RBD, or they call it the real Bankstown Dribbler, bro, I want all the dribblers out there. I want an elimination chamber match. I'm going to call a Bankstown Council. I'm going to call my cousin. He's going to set up some temporary fencing. That's our cage right there, bro. PK Park? Well, you name a time and place and I'll fucking be there. Elimination Chamber, boys. Big Casey. Other dribbler number two. Other dribbler number two. I'm never going to say your name because I don't even know you guys. Hey, don't even know you. Dog point dribbler. Set it up, brother. Set it up. Can't wait. Can't wait. Boys, I was a Belvedere suit. Ivy Paul room. Catch you there, all right? Catch you there. Are you the dead Shit. Holy shit! I mean, it's hard to go past that, mate. That's the benchmark. That's the that was as that was as bank sound as it gets. <laughs> Keith, Keith, <laughs> he makes a good point, Keith. Oh my god, that was fucking terrific. Yeah. All right. Well, it looks. Like I did not expect that. No, the Battle of Bankstown. Sticks I didn't think. And I didn't think we'd get it in the in the same. Within I thought we'd have to dribble. call back next week. Well, the thing is, I think that the previous dribbler like the guy who just on earlier said that he was a real bankstown dribbler mm. had a crack at old mate here real bankstown dribbler is getting confusing mm. but had a crack at him on the p's and d's page so then they've both called up the hotline to fucking get stuck in and it's just worked out perfectly that we've been able to share it within <laughs> the one session how would, yeah interesting how would they have known they were the he was the bankstown dribbler does he sign off that way you mean on the P's and D's yeah. page? We called him out for saying you're not the Bankstown dribbler. I'm the Bankstown dribbler. Oh, he said that. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right, that's right, why right, right. That's okay. where he got called out. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, all right, let's. That was funny. That was good stuff. I really liked that. Call my cousin. Get some fencing. Hello. <laughs> oh. Okay, that was short. That's lived. interesting. Double dribble. Yep. Good day, Tom and Eddie. It's Lactic Acid Driplet here. First of all, shout out to Drawdio. Is that his name? I fucking don't get it, Dave. Oh, yeah, that's me. I'm Drawdio. Oh. Also, I would like to shout out to the Panthers and Dribblers. First time caller, long time listener. I just thought I should call while my husband is sleeping and snoring right here. Oh, gosh, he snores every fucking night, innit? <laughs> My husband is a long-time listener, no-time dribbler. 
so I thought I'd draw a dribble out here while he's next to me snoring. He's a massive Cowboys fan, and I'm a long-time Force fan, but they haven't done anything since 2015. I, I'm over it, this shit, hey. It's been, what, four years now? Yeah, I'm done, I'm with, I'm done with them. Yeah. I just wanted to say how much a proper J, big JT with an ice or beard is. He's definitely a hard George on a cold day. <laughs> really put some lead in a pencil, in it. Oh, <laughs> on a bad day. Fuck that shit. <laughs> also, shout out to Jay and the Great Dribbler and the King of Dribbles, JD. <laughs> Fuck, big tasty. <laughs> Did she sign off? Fuck, big tasty. That's Holy hilarious. Shit. That was funny, bro. That was funny. Was there a fun. third one there? Nah. No. Nah. Thanks to the lactic acid dribbler. No, lactic acid dribbler. The dribblet. No one else has called me out, so I appreciate that. There you go. Am I surprised it's a dribblet? Not really. No, <laughs> no of course not. <laughs> uh, and that looks like a good way to finish. That was funny, bro. That was good stuff. The lactic acid dribblet. Call them while her husband's asleep next to her. And rattling off a lot of dribbler rhetoric. Oh, she's been listening, bruh. That was funny. That was impressive. Loved shout, it. Shout out to her. Um, I might even archive that one. I liked it. Yeah, I liked that too. It was bold. It was bold. And it was a bit, it was It was off the beaten track a little bit, which I liked. It was, it was, it was audibly, it sounded different. She was all over the shop, but she was hitting all the right points. Yeah, yeah. She was, she was hitting the points. She made some fucking funny ones as well. That's what I liked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was I, bold. Took was, a chance. Yeah. Took a chance. Made a change. Um, <laughs> that, Eddie, I think is us for yeah. another week. Yeah. We've we've arrived at the end of the, another episode. So, you know, as per usual, like, subscribe, five stars. I don't know if anyone does it when I say it or if it's just more a procedural thing here. Look, we get, we get dribs and drabs of reviews. Yeah. I don't know if we get more like five star reviews or not but if you want if you haven't done it do it looks good for us yeah it looks good but if you don't want to then whatever don't fucking stop your whole day don't beat yourself up about it no um but you're a dog if you don't yeah you're a complete dog uh kelly slater should be happening soon we just it's a it's about wrangling goats here we all know that goat wrangling it's not easy it was never going to be easy you got to apply yourself you got to dig deep you got to go the big lift that's what we're doing you got to know that when you're wrangling goats p's and d's we've been doing this thing a long time long time so that will happen hopefully at some point soon have we got him on the rope i think we might we might we might uh i don't know if there's anything else hello at hello sport podcast on instagram that's about it. I think that's it, mate. Bisa. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore?